What's up, y'all? This is uh, Master of Thought from the Astro Lamada on The Voice Party. And this episode has been brought to you by All Roads Overhead Garage Doors. Their number is 510-375-8756. So if you seriously need to step up your garage door game, they got it for you right here in the Bay Area. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to The oh. Voice Party. My name is J.D. Arandia. I am your host, and I'm here with the rest of the gang. Mr. Gaspar, say what's up. Hey, how's it going? Mr. Joaquin. Hey, how's it going? Phil, wave at the people. <laughs> he doesn't have a mic. Phil is waving. And our very special guest, Mr. Archimedes Abria. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Plug yourself, man. What you doing? What do you do? I am a uh, stunt coordinator for the film industry right here in the Bay mm. Area. Um, what else? So Give me more. What else? Personal <laughs> trainer. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I teach multiple styles of uh, martial arts. Uh, Name two. Go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> rocking. Boxing and kickboxing around. is like the easiest probably to say about. But um, Bruce Sear, Chuck Norris. Go. No, I'm just kidding. That's oh, not the way we oh, do this. It okay. gets real intense out here in the voice party, son. You would not make me choose between those two, would you? Yes. That would be wrong. Once upon, a time, once upon a time in Hollywood, Bruce Lee versus Game of Death, Chuck Norris. Oh. Dude, of course Chuck Norris lost. Yeah, but... Once upon a time in Hollywood, <laughs> Bruce Lee. Yeah. All right, never mind. Okay. That's, I, I take that. Question I, I mean, the, the Once Upon a Time version is kind of a joke anyway, right? So. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris died. <laughs> it was on epic level. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He died? Didn't he die with a head, headlock or something? I forgot, dude. I feel bad uh, for bringing up. Yeah, Actually, we're gonna I don't even know what the fuck he did. We're gonna have to look back into it. Anyways, it's a terrible way to go out on screen. Like, die of the headlock. Like. It wasn't a headlock. Because in my head, there's like some 12-year-old kid giving his little brother the noogies, and then like it croaks, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, no, it wasn't a headlock. This went too it was far. A, it was an arm bar. It wasn't a backyard DDT, was it? Uh, <laughs> speaking of backyard, um, no, I just cleaned mine. No, I had nothing to talk about. I was, <laughs> was that a euphemism? <laughs> oh. You, whoa, whoa. You want it to be? What, why'd you lay your hair down? You too. Why aren't you saying anything? Because we're smoother like this. Yeah. I'm all distracted with this beauty, man. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for coming in, bro. On on short notice. Well, it wasn't really short notice, but no worries, dude. You know, like I'm around town. Uh, yeah. I adjusted a whole bunch of my schedule. Like I said, I've been traveling all day, bro. We like, usually hang out here. That's true. And it's that weird because usually on this couch, and I'm there. Yeah. Where you're at. And then you're like plastered out. I, I'm plastered out. Okay, okay, fine. Use that's why I was like, I can't let this motherfucker sit here because usually we're here watching a movie, and mm. and I'm talking to him, and like I'm, I'm looking at you know I'm watching TV, and 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 then and then Archimedes is just like he's trying to explain to me like all of the nuances of how film goes, and my ass is like falling asleep. It's like it pulls you into that seat, dude. It I can't is. help it though. I, no, I know, I know, I know. So the couch ate you, or no? The, Whoa, the lazy boy ate you. Definitely yeah. not yeah. me. <laughs> Uh, no, anyways. What? I, I, I don't know. You were going to ask me something. I was going to ask. I'm asking. Uh, I'm going to ask you a lot of things. Okay, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready to. Uh, is this an interview? This is <laughs> not an interview. Okay. We're just talking, it, right? It is. It, it's we're a talking. conversation. It's a conversation, but it is kind of an interview because I want you to plug yourself. That's the main reason I started oh, this okay. as a platform for my friends to plug everything they do. But we also like to do a little bit of fucking around in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Totally cool, man. Yeah, no. Um, you you haven't been coming by lately. I know that. 
because I haven't seen you, right? Am I? True, no, but just kidding. you've also no. been busy. You know, no, I know. Stuff. It's because he owes you money. That could be true. No, that's never going to no, be that's true. Not true. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but I know you got a lot of things going on right now. You right. just started a new job. Um, how's the stunt coordination? Well, is that, is that, did I say that right? Well, you could say it's well, stunt coordinating. it's relatively new because I've been uh, probably doing this for about three years now. Stunt coordinating? Yeah, yeah. Didn't you just start Tuesday? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You you've been doing that. Uh, yeah, it's been about three. You years. You started with martyrs and Maru- Maru- Yeah, martyrs and marauders. Marauders. And, I almost uh, said marauders. Small update on that. We actually have um, mm. most of the episodes already edited out, and we're just waiting for a premiere date. Nice. So I'm excited. I actually got an email, and uh, I'm not sure if I was actually supposed to say that, but we just you know don't what? know when we're going to premiere it. Uh, are you You're allowed just to guessing. say where it's going to launch? Like what, what streaming service or TV? Uh, we're YouTube all, we're still deciding. There was a couple of big companies that were uh, fighting for the contract on it. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm not included in those conversations. So I'm just over here kind of like something's going to happen. Then, yeah. you know. So as we continue to edit it out, you know, I'll give you guys updates on what I can say. You know, And you... Actually, well, that wasn't your acting debut, but you did do some because you do the stunt coordinating for the for the show. Yes, but you are actually in the show also. Well, you're right. I um, there's a scene where I actually do have lines. I see. Oh, yeah, and oh. Um, I get my butt whooped. And uh, behind the scenes, I'll probably show you guys before I leave here. Um, right. you're gonna show us what the scene. Oh, this, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay, yeah. No, okay. not, what did you think that. he said? Oh, yeah, this is this is a very small room, and there's five guys in here. <laughs> No homo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take it back to 2000. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about physical abuse. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, this man. Like, thing, how easy is it men? to kill a man with your hands? No, I'm just kidding. I, that's something that I'm sure you get asked a lot because you teach how many he, martial arts? Um, Like, well. I don't, I don't know. know I, just, I wasn't going to segue to that right away. But yeah, every I mean, time I look at you. What happened? You froze right now. I looked straight in your eyes and you just couldn't speak. <laughs> Every time I remember that time uh, <laughs> when that motherfucker crossed you. At the, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Because I remember when we did that thing and you spoke, and then they're like, "Oh, are you are you a, a hired hitman or whatever?" And like, and you teach a lot. Of, you're always doing martial arts stuff, True. so you get asked yeah. that a lot. I'm sure. I, I like, do. Like, you you, know. how, could, how easy can you fuck some motherfucker up? Like, you know, you know. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, mean, probably what? Probably, you know, fuck somebody up. That's, oh, really? I mean, it's part of like. Everybody in the fight game does that, though. They're, no, they yeah, should be, yeah, yeah. Uh, They should believe in their skills, able to do, you know, dismantle a person. No, but my question is, how easy to kill someone with your bare hand? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. But the, the <laughs> my original question, in all seriousness, was, what was, what was, uh, like your your martial arts background? I know we've talked about this before, but yeah. it's never been recorded. So I'm gonna ask you a lot of old questions. It's uh, gonna seem weird. It, it was weird totally with Evan fine. the other day. Totally fine, dude. I, you know. My dad actually started teaching me when I was about six years old, mm-hmm. and that carried on to uh, when I was about ten. What I did went, he teach you? Uh, Arnis or Kali. Pay attention. So it's like uh, the Filip- Filipino martial arts. You know, they call it FMA. They kind of bunch a whole bunch of different ones into the same group, even though there's l- multiple different styles. Um, and then I got to like you know, eight, at age ten, uh, my mom decided to put me into um, traditional kajukembo which is in itself uh, four martial arts already combined together. Okay. So it's like Ka for karate, Ken for Kenpo, uh, Ju for Jiu-Jitsu, and then uh, Kaju, wait, Kaju, Ken, Kenpo right there, and then Bo for Western boxing. So there was like four grandmasters that um, 
you know, in my own theory, it's kind of funny. They all met up in Hawaii, and I feel like they just got on some Maui Wowie and was like, hey, y'all, let's just uh, combine all these styles together and uh, make our own martial art. You know, that that's what I feel happened. Yeah. You know, like in so many words, right? Yeah. And uh, add, that, a little, add a little barbecue yeah. pork to the mix. Perfect. 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 There you go. You need let's that for just, energy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like MMA to get efficiency going, right? <laughs> And oh. um, yeah, and then uh, I did that for about six don't, years. <clears throat> don't mind Phil; he's just it's okay capturing the moment. I'm used to people snapping at me now. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that what that went on for about six years. And um, so you started really early on, and then yeah. I know you told me this something similar. To this. It was in the jungle, right? The jungles of the Philippines. No, man, you're crazy. I, that's not me. I moved. I'm you know I got here when I was like really young, so that my dad and like our uh, I guess you could say our bloodline was doing that there, not me. Ah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Am I, was that not supposed to say? Never, never, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Next question. Cars. Cars are fun. <laughs> no, no, but um, <laughs> it it, uh, it really got to a head when um, I started going to another instructor who was teaching out of a garage. Mm. And uh, he came out of the same branch, but had a really like a JKD background, Jeet Kune Do where you kind of like take parts of different martial arts speaking of bruce lee yeah exactly and like the philosophy exactly the philosophy is like you know you want to use the best for what you can do right because like not everybody can do the same moves like everybody has a different body type like he i know there's a western boxing stance like footwork with it right yeah 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 definitely that's probably like the best um striking for like going into your opponent Mm -hmm. because it's super close combat and there's only a few lines that you can enter on how fast can you be or how efficient can you be to trick that person to get in? Yeah. You know, and it's, it became the basis of like all the other stuff, uh, like the rest of the, what you see now in MMA is like people are combining like Taekwondo with Capoeira and like all these other people are jumping off of fences and kicking people in the face. And you're like, hold up, man. Like wh- where did we all of a sudden combine, uh, so many like high end elaborate elite people, going into their mind and making it an artistry now not just like basic fundamental martial arts and um like you mean it's getting too complex almost no not not that it's complex it's that um people always try to outdo the next person so like these combos are getting more intricate you know like like uh deontay wilder he goes out there using the strength yeah pops somebody in the face hits him one time it's a semi-hard hit all of a sudden oh he's he's wobbly all of a sudden you see the bomb come through right right and then it's over Right, but in in um, you know in MMA, most of these different like one championship, UFC, Bellator, it's hard to get that one hit in unless you set up like five or six, seven moves before that happens. Especially because the size of the glove, it's a lot harder to. I mean, right? That's what I. That's, right. a, that's, that's a, why you don't see a lot of engagement in yeah. the middle. Yeah. Like they're over here, like they look like they're just dancing with each, with yeah. each other for like four minutes right? that's and why it's then, easier to kick too when your opponent's moving around like that right i mean is that uh, i don't know about him yeah so. yeah it's like it's either or like okay. it's all depends on the person's style you know so like you if, teach mma no, no 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 i just like very much like the um the instructor that was teaching in the garage he only had like six students mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm more of that kind of like up close personal self-defense kind of like um introduction to what you would do if you were in the street you know mm-hmm. then Again, I, pocket knife. Yes. Oh, anything yeah. like anything you can grab that'll give you an advantage uh, to get out of your situation. Why not take it? 
I mean, right. especially if that you don't know if that person's gonna kill you. Yeah. You don't know if that person's gonna you know end up like you're uh, you're a movie scene all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So don't take the chance or don't give them. Uh, I want to say Advantage? like. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know how like um, what's that one syndrome? You know, Stockholm syndrome, where you're like, oh, oh yeah. no, this person must be in a bad state. Nah, no, man, they're going to do something to you that yeah. you don't even know what's about to happen. Yeah. You know, so just leave the situation yep. you know, as yep. fast as you can. You know, now you mentioned Cap- Capoeira earlier and my ears perked up not to not to cheapen the validity of this excellent conversation in regards of combat sports. But uh, why my favorite Tekken character is Eddie Gordo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm familiar with uh, uh, MMA, but I don't watch a whole lot of it. Are there any fighters that come to mind that use a little bit of Capoeira in in any of the official kickers? Um, not in the higher levels. I haven't seen one in the UFC do it, but in the smaller um, leagues, there's definitely guys out there that are using it just to confuse their opponent. You know, because they're not able to. Uh, it's such a weird stance. You know, and you're moving back and forth on them like you're pacing back and forth and most people are standing in front of you. Right. You know, so when they're wailing around, spinning those kicks and all of a sudden you pop into the air, that guy doesn't know what to do. He's never defended against it. Right. It's know? confusing. It's like break dance, kung fu. Oh, yeah, like, well, exactly. I, I, I forgot where I heard this. That that was one of the origins of break dance, like a lot of the Brazilians in, in New York in the early hip hop days. I've never heard that dude yeah. ever, ever. I think I heard, I've never I heard, think heard I heard that. KRS One talk about that in there. No way. But yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could totally see like, that. Hip hop yep. comes from so many different like uh cultural groups. It's like you've got like the the Puerto Ricans, you've got the Haitians. Mm-hmm. I mean like the first DJ scratch, the first like the it was DJ Cool Herc is from Haiti. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he goes, All right, I'm gonna play this a little bit longer because people seem to like this part and the music for hip hop was born, but then like spray paint comes from a different yep. angle. Yeah, yeah totally. Stuff. Speaking of break dancing, mm. my boy Ark used to get down with the break dancing, <laughs> and I actually seen that shit go down, homie, at a rave in this Richmond. Guy, this I didn't guy. mean to bring that up right now, but you make me proud. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Because you're a big dude, but you have no limits on the things you can do with your body. And I mean that. I mean that as in, like, you know, hey, whoa, I don't fucking look at me like that. I'm t- talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about like, you know, you break dance, you doing the shit that, you you're defi- you're what's the word I'm looking for, you know, you're a big dude, but you're not like, I mean like me, big dude, where you know I, I <laughs> bend down and I have to catch my breath. <laughs> no, it, it's like you're you're still fit and and yeah, like you defy perceived notions. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, that's actually bastard. something I've been trying to do. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and I recently, I don't know if you guys have been seeing my post on Instagram, oh, Master of Thought, if you guys know. I'm looking at it every day. Yeah. But you see the last <laughs> couple of, um, I've been putting up some workouts because people have been asking me, how come you never put yourself up there? And like, it, it, for myself, I feel like it's a common thing for me because I'm already doing this workout. But then... I, you know, looking outside of myself, these people have never seen me work out. They don't know what I can do, you know, and they don't know the level that I'll take it to to get them to their greatness, right? Yeah. So, for me, I've been tuning myself for years, and if you know, if you peep into what I can do, you know, I, I, I've, I've amazed myself. Yeah, you know, like for I've looked myself in the mirror or watched video of myself, you know, hitting the bag and stuff like, oh, I wouldn't want to fight myself, you know, because like with the tricks that I have in my head, like that guy's going to do the same thing, you know? And like, 
at any given moment, it's going to be a slip up and one of us is going down. Yeah. You know, so like looking at myself uh, from other people's perspective that can't do Superman push ups and or clap when they push up or even a push up, you know, it's uh, my number one enemy. Push-ups. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not something that came easy, man. Like when I was uh, 11 years old, I'm, I'm doing 50 push ups straight, you know, and my, you know, I bet people I bet people lunch. You know, this was the funnest thing for me. It's like, you can't do that. And again, that's that perceived notion of yeah. the little rotund kid, like with that, you know, little bowl, bowl cut, because that's all my mom could afford. Like, she put the bowl on top. You know, everybody had the same haircut back then, right? So by me doing those things, I kind of proved myself uh, to myself yeah. that, well, it doesn't matter what you look like. No. It doesn't matter, like, your size. If you really want to go for it, it can happen. Mm. You know, so... Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing. You know, people come in, you know, at the old um, gyms and other places that I've trained at, and they're looking at me like, this guy's going to teach me the greatness? And once they get into that first um, session, you know, their eyes go from disbelief to, holy crap, <laughs> I did not know what this guy was about to show me. You looks know, impressive. Can, looks can be deceiving. Very deceiving. Yeah. And it's very impressive to see, um, like, what's that thing you do with your, where you look like you're walking on... On air? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's Holy a dragon shit. flag. And, you know, like, I'm like, what? I'm sitting at maybe like 239 today when I woke yeah. up. So, I mean, for the most part, people think, like, you can't move around at that weight. You know, you're thinking of, like, a heavyweight boxer yeah. doing calisthenics. Yeah. You know, and that's not something common. Yeah. And, you know, I could I can go upside down. I'm still working on my lever. I'm still trying to do my muscle up. You know, just that's more technique-based now because I have the strength. So, it's like... Okay, I, I can get this. Since we you know? reconnected, like I mean, because you know, for a while we weren't, we weren't really hanging out, or and then we reconnected. You started coming here. Yeah. <clears throat> um. You, your whole look is different. Like what? What's I know you? You've been. Cause I, I know you could put. We put down some food together. <laughs> wait, wait. So when you say look, what do you mean? What, well, what like you just you look more chiseled. <laughs> You're right. I've lost probably like 37 pounds since the nice. last time you released Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And and it's and <clears throat> like you just you look buff right now, man. Like, <laughs> what's what's <laughs> and and I can say we love fitness in this podcast. Like, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I We love I, talking I, about fitness. I got to try some of it too. <laughs> no, no, no. But I actually I have taken, you know, classes with you before. Yeah, totally. It was dude. a great couple of days. I mean, and, but it's just hard to say committed like you have uh history with uh with i mean you went through a couple of weight gains oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely dude yeah and it's that, hard and it's uh you know the first one was uh it was a depression at state coming out of the cancer i don't know if everybody knows that part of my no, story but maybe you talk about that or yeah. maybe you want to talk about that so um when i was 20 i want to say 21 just a, just at the back end about to hit 22 i was diagnosed with uh mucoepidermoid carcinoma okay. which is uh something inside one of my salivary glands on the right side of my face and um you know going into it they thought it was like a benign cyst mm-hmm. they were you know, oh, super successful. This is going to be 100%. We're going to cut it out. It's all normal. This is like something common. But when they opened it up, the type of cancer that they saw, they took another biopsy right away because they're like, what is this? And uh, it was one of the m- most rarest forms that you can get in that spot. And I was like, okay, you know, again, I'm unconscious at this moment. So I don't know what's going on, right? I wake up 
And uh, the doctor was like, oh, we, we finished everything. Everything went well. Um, oh, and uh, by the way, you had actually had a full-grown cancer. Um, I'll talk about it later. And then he pushes this button, and I just knock the hell out. And then, you know, I was already in pain. You're off button? He, he knew. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was probably it was a morphine. Yeah, yeah, morphine. yeah right. I'm just joking. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like he, to throw in little dumb jokes to lighten that's up. All good, dude. I, I mean, I, that, I that's it. what it's, morphine is, man. It is the off button. Yeah. I was on that stuff when I had my broken leg and doo doo. Yeah, yep. totally. Out. Totally. And and he was telling me, he goes, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we, we pumped you full of uh, uh, the anesthesia. Uh-huh. He said that you could pop, we could have probably killed two full grown elephants with how much we were putting through your body. Fun times. And I'm looking at him like, well, you know, this is this is after the fact and I'm already out of, um, you know, I've already woken up like a day later. And he said, uh, you know, the only reason that you're even alive today was because you were training, you were fit. Oh, shit. And, um, you know, hearing that, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. That Shit, I would have been dead already, right? So everything equated to death. They opened it, it's going to instantly spread, right? If they closed it back up, I would have been dead, right? They, would, they said that within two weeks, my body would have started, um, if it would have talked to one of my lymph nodes. You know who the elephant man is? Yes. Yeah, they said that kind of situation would have oh, happened dang. and it would have like talked to all of the other lymph nodes in my body and i was like dude you if you guys let me go through that i would have hated y'all you know yeah. if i'm going to heaven or hell i would have hated y'all for mm. letting me go through something like that that's painful right and I, I was like okay so they said well we got to fix this so they brought in a couple of other um you know quick lucky quick, quick just well, how old were you at this time 21 21 i was 21 i was i was turning 22 and like the reason why i say it like that is because it took me six months to even come to the grips of going in for the surgery. Mm. I hid from these doctors for like six months. Wow. My sisters didn't know what was uh, going on. I didn't tell nobody. You know what I mean? I was like super trapped in my own mind, super trapped in my own room. Um, you know, I proceeded to like become a hermit. Mm. I, I, I just, I did not include myself in any kind of social activity. I just stayed in the house. You know, uh, if you ever watched uh, Catherine Durai, I mean, uh, the book. You remember that book, Catcher yeah. in the Yep. He would put on this hunter's cap and then go into his own mode. I would put on this uh, hunter onesie, right? I put it on. Like, you know, you zip it up and, like, you're a hunter or whatever. I'd put my – I had a, one of those um, Moscow caps that they have, like, for uh, the army in uh, Moscow. Yeah, right? But the one that comes down right yeah. here. Yeah. And um, from there, I would be like, okay, I'm in my own zone. And so for the next, I don't know how many years – because I remember coming out of it, I was probably about 29, the depression, right? Probably about 29. And um, but within those seven years, nothing had happened. No progression forward. I was, uh, the times I did want to try to make some money, I would like collect cans. Like I was not functioning in my mind correctly. You get me? Like um, yeah, That was like, what, uh, eight years of, of depression. Yeah, yeah. And like. At uh, at age twenty two, I had quit my job at uh, you know a parcel service. Yeah. You know they were thinking like, oh, this guy's just trying to leave just because you know. But it was a lot more inside my head than what people saw. You know they they couldn't understand why I was leaving the job. Um, you know, and at this time, I got eighty eighth place in a poker tournament on uh, the internet. Right. I. Um, it was another thing. It was another achievement I had made. Uh, I started my own little garden, an indoor garden. Oh. Uh, you know, and I'm like making these little tiny. What were you growing? 
Oh, the best. Oh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's leading. And, uh, and, uh, it's hint, legal hint. now. It's legal now. No, no, no. You know, it wasn't but, legal but, you know, then. Like it, no, it, never mind. It, it ties into the whole like nutrition thing. Yeah. I, was, I was learning about how to feed myself, and like I didn't want anybody to uh, give me anything anymore. Like The whole time I was thinking, like, damn, I was eating all these damn uh, pesticides and preservatives and all these different processed so foods. So you really dug deep into what is good for the body. Right. I Dude, I was uh, I researched things like the Gershon therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a super crazy documentary called The uh, Beautiful... I think it's The Beautiful Truth or A Beautiful World. And it goes into how, you know, having the most whole food, natural living will you know deplete your body of all disease mm-hmm. and that makes hella sense to me because you know back then we didn't have all these like factories and smog and all the other stuff people didn't even have shoes yeah you know we were so connected to the earth back then and like these days nobody's even talking to each other you know we're like like looking into these phones we're uh disconnecting more than connecting that's that's what's crazy about yeah speaking of people looking at their phones (laughs) no no, no. (laughs) it's all right he's an engineer that's not even (laughs) no he's paying attention bill's just looking around like what the fuck (laughs) i feel personally you You make a good point because i think right now that's why podcasts are popular because like people want to tune in and listen to a conversation and have a real conversation not even have just listen to one yeah yeah how do we do it how do we do it yeah right yeah to be fair i think podcast is popular in the same way that like talk radio yeah. was popular yeah. like yeah, totally. the, yeah. the difference is that you get to like fast forward to maybe like a section you want to hear right and then you don't hear the well thank you back for tuning in to the you know like you live have, yeah, 47 you don't have you don't have that goofiness of a of talk radio yeah this is just like regular people talking yeah i mean I, for the most part I mean, as, as, yeah, yeah uh, totally as an exercise it's like this there's no commercials yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we are the, uh, you know, financiers of yeah. our time. Right. We were spending our passion to just get together and just uh, converse, yeah. you know? Like, uh, there's a, always an agenda when there's a commercial. And there's... I, I, I mean, we we will have more sponsors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for eventually, sure. yes. Eventually, for like, sure. Yeah. We have we have we, a few sponsors already, but yeah, we, eventually. You know, like, so we will be financed by someone but I mean, like at that point, it's like I see your point, though. They don't exactly have the creative rights to how to like direct your show and no. stuff like that, right? It's no. it's because they want they they believe in you. They believe yeah. in your uh, uh, vision of what the show is supposed to be, right? Steering yeah. our own ship, yeah, yeah, yep. So and that's yeah. Um, going back to to uh, the whole not talking to people uh, right now. It, it's. Like we do this on a regular basis. This is why I wanted to do this because mm. we and you, like for, for example, right. you and I, we sat on this couch many times, many have times, and like have this. yeah, yeah, really deep conversations about our flaws and and you know not even flaws, just everything, everything, and that's why I wanted to do it. And you're one of the main people I wanted to bring in. Well, thanks, man. Like I, this is something I, I love to do. You yeah. know, like I, I have my own uh, podcast on uh, the Astral Armada yep. a YouTube channel. It's called Conversations with Master of Thought. And it's just highlighting people that I've met in my lifetime that I think are interesting. Right. And like they, they've done things that nobody else is going to know about, but have, you know, shaped history in a way, you know, that no one else can because they lived that life. You know, like the episode six, the last one, this guy's a private chef. You know, but he was feeding the Olympic winter team the last, in the last Olympics. And how many goals did they take home? 
you know so saying that he's given them all the nutrition and his understanding and knowledge of how to keep the body right for them to perform at that level you know i'm like and he just doesn't think anything of it he's just like oh i love to cook and you know i, I put my love into the cooking and i'm like makes all the sense you know it's like a vibe right? and that's you can feel pure that. journalism like what you're doing there. yeah because interesting stories are everywhere man it's not right? just celebrities like you know like some people just tune in to watch a celebrity who has a podcast because it's a celebrity. But yeah. beautiful stories are everywhere. And that's, the, I was going to name it Beautiful Stories, <laughs> but Voice Party just had a little bit more. Yeah, it's a little more festive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we could do all kinds of things with this show. Like we could even do like a, like I could write a script and we could do like a, a, a comedy or a narrative drama and divide up parts. Like anybody ever heard the old school Superman show? Like yeah. Dave Collier where it's like, well, well gee, Lois, I, I don't know if this looks like a job for Superman. I'd be so down. I'm letting you know right now. I've always wanted to be a remember, voice actor. Remember they killed Superman on one of those? I think I, I, where did I hear this? They killed Superman for a while because the dude who did the voice had to go on vacation. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. No, it wasn't that they killed him. Something. What they did was they moved the focus to Batman oh. for a little while. So Batman was on the radio show for a minute, you know. But, I mean, is Batman really a superhero? He's a vigilante. He's a rich guy that beats on poor people. I mean, like, That's how I he, see he, it. He's, not, he's, he's not, a rich guy that beats on poor people. He could solve probably 85% of Gotham's problems by just fucking... Quit spending on toys and gadgets and pay off some of the shit right. that needs build to build some shelters. Exactly, you know, with some uh, community some programs to get jobs. Motherfucker, that's what he is. <laughs> but you, but you know why? Like Bruce, I mean, Bruce does do some of that stuff depending on the comic that you're reading. Everything's a fucking hell. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but fucking Gotham's going but, to shit. But, but but remember, this They're is also criminals. They're hungry. No. But I'm, gonna, is, I'm gonna make that movie, by the way. That's, <laughs> no, for real. It's like when I said, uh, you, when you put this, what is this called? Uh the boys. the boys. When you put it on, you were describing it. I was like, oh, they stole my idea. Like, no, I'm gonna make that that movie about 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 what? What you're talking about? About how all these superheroes oh, yeah, are they, fighting. Yeah. they're fighting poor people. They're fighting color. Batman's a rich dude at, with at, a fucking super suit, and he's beating the shit out of at, someone who robbed an old lady because he's starving. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, most of Batman's villains, especially the high-ranking ones, are white. So he's not going around beating up black people. Oh, no, no. I'm yeah, not but let's be saying. real. Let's be real. What do they represent? You know, they, they represent poor people. And, and poor where? people. I'm, going, I'm not saying black. I'm just saying poor people. <laughs> well, like, right, right, right. Like, who, who's working for the Penguin? Not some other millionaire motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. It's, it's true. a bunch well, of poor people the who henchmen, are lost. It's true. The, the henchmen are poor people. That's but, what, like, that's the masterminds I mean. are all, like... Because like, he's like beating them up, and then like, <laughs> and then he gets to the penguin. Penguin, uh, we meet again. You know, like, like, like you know who who, who definitely isn't suffering from poverty, who? or who wasn't before he went crazy. Actually, no, I take that back. He definitely was Harvey Dent. And I only say that because yeah, he was a lawyer, but he was also like he was cute. He was he was a a, a um, he was a district attorney. You know, they don't make money like that. That's true. Not like that. not like the private attorneys. No. So of course he turned to crime. He's like, yo, the state pays me jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work true. for the state. I know. I know but, some you know. of the bounty hunters make more than the district attorney. Exactly. No wonder yeah. Harvey went off the deep end. Bounty like, hunter. That'd be. Good that's job so for true, you. though. They, like, if you notice, like throughout <laughs> any of those comics, like the, it's like the city or whoever higher above them did them wrong, and they're like, "I'm gonna get back at these fools." Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like it's always like that, right? Like with Edward Nigma, it was like in, in the animated <laughs> series. Anyway, he got played out because they're like, "Oh, you're." Uh, the idea that you created the the game that that belongs to the company and we don't have to keep you 
uh, we just, oh, your job for hire anyway. So they fire him. And of course he takes his revenge. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, poor old uh, Jervis Tetch was just like a dude office grunt, right? Working, uh, working in Wayne Enterprises of all places. And then he just, well, that was different. That was like, you know, some psycho misplaced love drama there. It was a little unhealthy. <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, mm. you were involved with a superhero short film. Hello. Oh, um, you did the fight choreography. You're talking about Amber the Hammer? Amber the Hammer. <laughs> That's so like um, super campy, super like, uh, what's that one movie with the um, sidekick or something like that? Sidekick. With like the Supergirl and like. Oh, like kick-ass. Kick-ass. It's, it's like kick-ass. Mm. Like, she has like this roller derby theme. Yeah. Dude. I, you work with that really tall guy, right? What was that, that guy about? was ginormous. This guy yeah. was seven foot seven. Jesus seven Christ. foot seven. And like, uh, you know, one of the props on set was a 45-pound uh, crowbar, uh. right? Everyone else is using two arms, and I'm showing him how to use two arms to wheel this thing around. You kind of just want to flail it around like this. This fool... Grabs it like a regular stick, you know, like like he's about to, uh, you know, like wash his back, you know, and then there's like, wait, like this? You want me to do this? Like his voice was epic too. It's like Pick super low. Like Pick I got to talk. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, how do you even get in through the doorway, right? Jesus. Ducks. He gets uh, he gets a small injury on a prior injury, right, and uh, on oh. set, and uh, we have to get him to the hospital. Oh shit. We have to empty the back of a van, one of those, you know, like rapey creeper vans. Like it, it's, it was the uh, stunt coordinator's van, Jesus. right? With you, all the equipment back there. Yeah. We had to lay him down in the back. He's like, like King Kong. Yeah, and like the story goes, when they get to the hospital, you know, stunt coordinator is saying, "I need uh, six of your biggest guys in your biggest wheelchair right now." And it's like, "No, no, it'll be all right." The nurse is like, "It'll be fine." He opens the door. She looks in, and he's like. Boom, pushes a button, and a hell of people come outside. Like, <laughs> oh, not, not even to help out, just to look at this freaking ginormous dude, man. And I'm Cheryl, just like, Tommy, get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm out. dying here. Can we, look at this fucking giant. Yeah. <laughs> he's not real, you know? And, um, you know, lucky enough, he's like the kindest giant yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. I've met. And it's just like, uh, how, how do you go, you know, all these different roles like there's a whole bunch of roles that he's doing right now that where he's like a, a epic villain mm. you know and like they put all these uh prestices on him or i think that's how you call it right like they uh, stick it on his body prosthetics, you know, like, prosthetics. that's yeah. the word yeah i like, and, that like it extends better. out <laughs> and uh i'm just like man because there is no way you can fit two people inside a suit and make it look legit like he's walking around super agile how tall is he i just told you seven foot seven seven foot seven pay attention yeah. man Hey. Yeah, like, like literally his waist is in my face, yo. I'm like, nah, man, this man. is not a great idea. Is this a setup? <laughs> like, like, this, this is, uh, you know, like like the Shaq and Kevin Hart. Like, think about it like that. The perks you know, like, of the oh. job. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I hope he doesn't get offended by anything we said today. Nah, nah, he's, it's just, just, just so jokes. <laughs> he got hurt on set. Yeah, I mean, it was a stunt that wasn't um, coordinated by myself or the other stunt coordinator. It was just something simple, you know. But um, unfortunately, it was on gravel, and he tried to uh, dime stop on gravel. Yeah. Mm. And you're seven foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds. Mm. I don't think you're gonna stop on a dime on gravel. No. You know, and uh, just you know, uh, unfortunately, it didn't go his way. Timber. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as he was falling, I saw the leg rolling back. 
So before he got all the way to the ground, I actually kicked his foot out from under him mm. instead of his whole leg folding underneath him. Mm. You know, so and we just like thought uh, right after that, you know, the director and the producers were all like, oh, holy crap, man. If you guys weren't here, we wouldn't have known what to do. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me you swept the leg. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm part of Cobra Kai. It's a viable strategy, okay? Like, it's proven and to work. You saved his legs, though. Yeah, totally, yeah. dude. Totally. Like, it, it's Sweet it's something leg. we call spotting. Right, like, right. Whenever anybody's moving fast near the camera, there needs to be like a defensive mechanism before that runs into the camera. You know, like, or when he's playing around that uh, 45 pound crowbar, there needs to be a spotter to catch that thing if he lets it go. Yeah. You know, and. You know, unfortunately, that is my job. <laughs> like that's a scary job though, because totally is, yo. Totally you, is. I don't want to. Say, I would be too worried about that. People actually getting hurt. Like the day we did the the, the initiation, you were there. You were the stunt coordinator. Oh yeah, me and short Gas, film that we did. Me and Gaspar were extras. Yeah, we were doing yeah. the jumping scene. Yeah, and you taught a he taught a class on how to jump someone <laughs> and make it look make good it look on camera. good on camera a day before we started shooting. You weren't there, which is why things got a little. <laughs> Out of control because he didn't take the class at Gaspar here. Yeah, he was just throwing punches out there like a madman. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, no, no! I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But I, I mean, how do you? She's because you can't control people. Um, it's yeah. a scary thing, right? That's but a lot that, of responsibility. Like operating a crane, that's scary to me, dude. I was gonna go for that a crane operator, and then I, I heard about how like you know a wrong little thing can just whoop, drop everything and. Make it, kill right, like six seven people or whatever you know it's, that's scary dude it's a lot of responsibility and you're in charge of making sure you know fucking Gaspar doesn't accidentally kick a dude in the head yeah <laughs> when you're like kicking right next to his head but there you know like I said we we did a whole how many hours you know of like yeah. non-stop repetitive things where it became part of your uh movement muscle you know? memory muscle yeah. memory and uh, how many, like, basic rules? I gave you guys basic rules, and if you followed them, everybody would be safe. And you're lucky enough you guys listened, you know, because, like, that back-to-back thing where you only swing when you know your partner, you can see your partner. Because if you're swinging and you can't see your partner. <laughs> the guy the guy that we're supposed to be jumping, he was good. He yeah. didn't get hurt. Now, the cameraman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he took a few. Yeah. He, I, he took a few punches for me. <laughs> <laughs> for me, too. I, I, yeah. He got too close, and I had to deck him. But it was an accident, you know. But, right. Um, and nothing happened that day, luckily, except for the fucking dog. He actually bit someone. Remember that? Yes, that was crazy. Uh, that dog looks scary, dude. It's the sweetest, but sweetest. Dog. Yeah, yeah. What totally. breed? It was a it was a Rottweiler. Rottweiler. And this dude, he was like stone. He like I'll hold the dog for this scene. Yeah, come here. It was supposed to be a big dude holding the dog. <laughs> yeah, right? the yeah. owner was supposed to hold him, but this other dude, he he was like. He, I don't know. He was just a really skinny dude. And, and the thing is, was that he was scared. He was nervous. <laughs> it so wasn't the dog. His dog. Feeds, exactly. Yeah. You know. He's yeah. I mean, all dogs are the sweetest things in the world until oh, yeah. Ruby wants a human snack. You got it. You That's got true. it. And he actually took a bite at someone, and he ripped like he ripped off something. He, now, he caught now, his. He caught his, He caught. He caught flesh. Now no. I gotta oh, know. He did, right? He did. This, was... this someone, they they got any priors? They had any any uh, weed or any other paraphernalia in the pocket? Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. The the person that got bit, did they have any priors? No. So what was no. happening is that because if that was the case, because, I'd be I'd be fucked. Because <laughs> no, hear me out. The reason why this would be perfect 
is because then you could say the dog took a bite out of crime. Oh, Weed is not crime, my friend. <laughs> it was legal at the time. I said narcotics. It I'm could have been here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, what happened is when we would start doing the, the, the jumping scene, the <laughs> dog would get excited and he'd start barking and, you know, he wanted to jump he the guy, too. He wanted to jump in, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could mm. totally see that from the dog. Get that I motherfucker. Totally Let me get him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he took a bite and, you know. Got a piece of one of the guys, dude. I'm, I'm. <laughs> luckily, that was fun, man. That was one of the funnest days I've had. Yeah. And uh, and I, oh, well, that was really one of the first times I ever did acting. Yeah. And it was with you, man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we're gonna do a lot more, man. I, I got a lot of things coming down, uh, you know, the way. And um, is it on the production tip? Uh, at the same time, we're closing up a couple more acting gigs uh, in the next couple of months. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to tell you guys when it's going to premiere and all that. And um, next year is going to be, like, pretty much a full plate. I'm kind of booked out all the way till the end of April already. Nice. Mm. So I do have gaps. I mean, you know, if yeah, we're going to yeah, film yeah. in between there, just let me know. Oh, and that, hey, I'm working with IOP Video now. And it, maybe you could come and do something with us. And if, if you need actors, Ooh. if, like, if you need, like, assistant, like, film production, like, Everybody in this room is very capable of getting in front of the camera and saying something or getting behind the camera and doing something. We could send you and whatever team you're working with a film, a reel of stuff. If you awesome. need somebody to get bit by a dog. <laughs> I, I have his number. <laughs> no, yeah. I, film. How did you get into film? Because, I mean, you started off with martial arts. We're, we're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this like... Yeah, we started off here, and then we talked about hip hop and couple. You know, what we forgot then, we we uh, left off like right in the middle of me in the middle of the depression. That not, I didn't ever got out. It was too sad, so we had to like break <laughs> okay, it up. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no I, are, are you, still, you, saw, like, are you tears? still there? Are you like a functional depressive? Um, Ooh, I, I could kind of say that, man. Like you know, there's times in my head where I'm like, I doubt myself, and I'm like, there's no evidence to that. Like I've always found that as a good tool. To ask myself questions like is there proof that proves that statement correct and if i can't say yes right away uh, i gotta let it go yeah. because it doesn't make sense you know so from there you know uh coming out of it like at around 29 or so uh i started working at a boxing club and um you know i honed my skills there for a long time teaching all the basics and like you know intermediate classes and stuff sometimes i got to go into the corner and uh coach someone uh, opposing the uh, the head coach and stuff, so I learned a lot from that too. And uh, in this time, this is where I get to the whole film thing. Uh, a woman or an actress at the time, uh, Shalema Mazzaro, if I said that Lemma. correctly, yeah, Lemma, Lemma, yeah. like totally uh, just walked into where I was working. And uh, this story, I love this story because it's super funny. Like she walks in and asks the front desk girl, you know, is there someone that does? And she's asking all like crazy stuff, like knows how to use weapons, can kick, can punch, can probably do, you know, rolls, maybe like make fire or whatever. And she's like, are you talking about Ark? And like, so Lemma's like, who's that? And then the, the front desk girl goes to the back and gets me. I, I'm going to go get him. She goes to me and goes, Ark, there's people outside looking for you. And like She said it like that. So I'm like, is it the cops? <laughs> right? And then like. <laughs> And she goes, no, no, it's two, it's two girls. Bring I'm me like, some Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> right? And she goes, no, it's, it, it's two girls. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm going to walk out there, right? So I go out there, and they start giving me the spiel. She's with her, one of her friends that's a model. And uh, she's asking me, like, 
do you know how to do this? You know that I'm like, yeah, I've kind of done that since I was a little kid. And she's like, Oh, that's cool. You think you can uh, meet me here? And like, gives me the whole nine of how to, uh, you know, what, what they're about to do with the project. Just, just quick, quick. I need to butt in. Were they just listing things? Do you have someone that does this? Or they, were they looking for you specifically? No, they were just listing oh, things. Oh, shit. And Shout I out matched. for that girl who was like, oh, yeah, that's Ark. Yeah. You know, I play mean, with fire? Yeah, definitely Ark. <laughs> Good looking. Good looking right? on her. Because yeah. yeah. you've done a lot with, with her, right? Yeah, because she, she was also a martial, martial artist. So yeah. we would banter about. And you guys did you a know, scene together. Oh, no, you're talking about Lemma. I'm, I'm talking about the front desk girl. Like oh, how she I came see, to see, know yeah, that yeah. I knew how to okay, do that okay, stuff. I'm, I'm tripping, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I definitely did a scene with Lemma in yeah. the uh, in that Mars and Marauders it was thing a coming out. brutal scene. Yeah. You, uh, when you guys get a chance to watch it, again, I'm going to show Where you. Where can people later. watch Martyrs and Marauders? Um, Mar- Marauders. I still, like right? like I said, I don't know when they're going to premiere yet. It, it, it's going to uh, be this year. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. Like I, I said, by the end of summer or going into... Uh, you know, the, this next fall right here. So, but it's real soon. Yeah, real soon. yeah, cool, man. So she, <laughs> they were just listening things. Yeah. And you just fit the description. And fit it completely. And like, if I, that was a cop, she would have been fucked though. Bro, I would have like, been yeah. It would have been it. Knows right? how to fight with knives. Oh yeah, that's arc. <laughs> Let me go ring him. And I, and I was, uh, <laughs> I was trying to pretend like I wasn't excited. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like I was trying to pretend, like, oh, you just came cool. out there. What is it now? <laughs> like, like, like it's hella normal, right? Yeah. Like I'm about to be doing something in in film. Like, and I, and I had always wanted to do creative stuff like that yeah. with film, but I did not know the route, you know. And by you know, the, one of the things I like to say a lot is that uh, preparedness and opportunity creates luck. Yeah, you know, yeah. and because if I was not prepared, if I did not go through all of the hardships and the training at in, all that time until that moment, if she walked in and said, "Do you know somebody does this, this, is this?" If she said no, she would have walked right out. Yeah, you know, and then now this has turned into, you know, like Lem is one of the uh, a really good friend of mine. You know, like in the industry and yeah. outside of the industry, and you know, we we shoot ideas across to each other you know we do other like business plans we've done other music uh, productions yeah exactly i was there for some of that exactly that was actually one of the first times i was kind of getting back into that's right that's right like i piqued my interest to get into film again because i did something with him a long time ago but i never really and then seeing you involved with it made me want to like yeah let's just see what happens yeah man i mean you know and I remember that was the time we started hanging out, started working out again. You know, that's when we fell in love again, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got back to the old like groove of where you know you were you were on a drive back then, and you kind of stopped, you know. And then now yeah. it's like it's back. It's in full effect, you know. So just trying to get there. I'm happy for you, dude, and I'm Thank proud you. that you took like. You know, I don't know how much weight you've already lost, you know, since the. Oh, the I last found it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but, no, but I did put off some. I did yeah, sure. you know, and like. Yeah. Remember, it's 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 up and down. It wasn't by choice. These motherfuckers at work don't let me eat when I want to. <laughs> it was totally not by choice. No, but it is a lot more. You know, I'm definitely more active now. Yeah. And, and then I'm I'm not you know uh, like aside from work. Now I got this. Right. And then I'm trying to keep myself busy with comedy as much as possible, even yeah, though it's yeah. hard. But yeah. No. Yeah. Like I was telling Evan, you you guys like for real inspire me to want to do this again because like when you start seeing someone have fun no matter what it is and like watching them do the 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 films you know that they they shoot 
it just makes me want to do what I like to do because seeing people have fun makes you want to do it no matter what it is. Man, on that note, man, you know what? I did not know you guys were doing those other music videos until you guys premiered that. Oh, and I was just yeah. like, hold on, man. Like There was a whole different avenue that I thought you guys were just doing live events and just coming up to like you know things that other people wanted to do and i didn't know that you guys had your own aspect oh shoot own aspect on creative uh works for yourself you know and that was the day it displayed it for me i was like holy crap these guys got i thought that too and when i checked out their the frosted mini fears and the stuff they've already done i was impressed man i was like yeah i gotta work with these dudes yeah and i've only seen like what maybe seven minutes of their work now right <laughs> i mean i i just got to say it when it comes to like iop video it's like what don't we do i mean everything you've got, huh. it's it's like you've got the the script writing you've got the i mean you've seen the go to work stuff like that's right. that's that the, the production is all us like you these two at, guys bro like i i i write i rap i act phil acts he writes you know he's a genius behind the camera We're, and I'm I'm learning to become a genius behind the camera. We're currently working on a comedy skit that I wrote, and I kind of we, we we were working on it together, and that's like that kind of started the whole communication between us. And then this was brought up, and he had everything I needed because I already had started podcasts with two other people, but it didn't work out, you know, because it's just so people some some people just like to say they're down for stuff. But they're not really, and I have no idea what it, what he does with all these plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I could never figure. Out. I was thinking about just doing it on my phone, but I really didn't want to do that. So as soon as he said he was down, I was like, "What do I need to get?" I got these little things, and this coffee table doesn't really do much for me. So now, bam. Other than you know, it's it's funny you say it in that way, man. Because uh, I've come across a lot of people who just like to say yeah. they're gonna do something. Yeah, and uh, I try and make it a point. When I say something, that's actually going to happen. Yeah. You know, because uh, there's a lot of people who have told that I'm going to go into acting. I'm going to start doing stunt choreography and all this other stuff. And uh, they kind of just like brushed me off and they're like, oh, that's that's cool. Like, that's how you know they were not on your side. You know what I mean? They weren't like clapping like, oh, man, that'd be great. Go for it. Yeah. You know, it was more like, cool. Oh, that's why are you telling me? Yeah. You know, like in, in so many words, that's how they sounded. And um, knowing that most people are like that you know i wait for the other person to make actions like you're saying they're bringing over the boards i got this i got that they're combining their powers already to make something happen yeah you know if if their words don't match their actions right away if there's a delay that's like uh like you know on tv when you see somebody's mouth move and then the voice goes you know it's off you know and me seeing that in people when they say something and their action right after it is not something towards what that word was I don't believe him ever from that moment on. I don't bring myself around that person. I, uh, you know, I see it as a negative uh, light to what I'm trying to do. Cause then it'll, it'll take away from your vision, your focus, you know, trying to pay attention to their BS. If, yeah. if that's what it is. Well, that, you know, I, I was at a, a comic book convention a few years back, back when WonderCon was out in San Francisco. And uh, there was this panel of comic book writers and they said, you know, that the, the we get a question and we, did, and we get a comment uh, coming from a similar ilk uh, that is really common to these things, which is uh, how on earth do you find time to write? And then people always say, we would like to write too. And they said, you know what? The trouble with most people is when it comes to like their more artistic aspirations is that like, you know, if you don't write, 
and your day job is something like a firefighter, a teacher, a mailman, you if you don't if you choose to do something other than the right during your downtime, like you're like, I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to go and like take the, the kid to the park and then you get distracted. I'm going to turn on the TV real quick. Like if you don't write, that's a missed opportunity on expressing yourself. If we don't write, we don't eat. And like it's it's just a hard thing to do. And they said well, what you should do because it takes 30 days to build a habit is carve out even just an hour of your time a day to crank out a page of like worthwhile something like even if five of the even if five of your six pages that you crank out in an hour are crap one page you feel like you can take there's an idea on there you can use and and you let your family know do not knock on my door between four and five thirty leave it alone and that's that's difficult for that first step you know so when when a lot of people say like i'm gonna do this thing i mean they may be really passionate about the subject but it just takes a special kind of person with the right amount of opportunity to like lay down that foundation for something great, you know, unless they, you know, unless like you're about to be homeless in five months anyway, and you just kind of shrug your shoulders. And go, I'm, I'm cranking out a book. I ain't got nothing else going on. And you know what? <laughs> Working hard at whatever it is you want creates opportunities, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. like me, 90% of the times I get booked on gigs is just from I'm already at a show. And someone saw me perform like, hey, let's bring you on over here and let's and, you know, that that's it's it's uh, it's like when you already like it, it, sometimes you you get someone told me this. You, if you don't have time to do the things like after work, you know, like I'm too tired. Like I used to use that as an excuse. I'm too tired to write jokes or I'm too tired to write stuff after work. OK, so do you really like it then? Because if you really do like it, you'll make the time to crank this shit out. Yeah. Yeah, you got to ask yourself, do you really like it or are you just doing it because you want to have a little whatever edge to yourself, you know, like, or you like saying, you like saying, oh, I'm a comedian. Like, yeah, like oh, the really? thought, right? The, the thought idea. or just saying, it, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, you know, I do stand up comedy. Like, you just like hearing that shit. But putting in the work is. No, I, dude, that's true. I, I hear a lot of people talk about like the stuff that they do. Yeah. But in actuality, they're not doing that. You know, like. A lot of times I see these uh, Instagrams where, you know, people are like throwing out cash and stuff like that. And, and they're, that's not even real, you know. Yeah, and they're all entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. Or, or they're vacationing here, they're vacationing there, you know. And, but they don't show all of their failures. They don't show all of the struggles they go through every day. They only put their vacations up. And I'm just like, dude, you're, you're living a fantasy world because I know you in real life. Yeah. Why are you trying to portray to other people that are going to meet you by chance maybe one day? that you're living a perfect life because then you're kind of alienating that person from wanting to even meet you. You're like, Oh no, I don't want to, they're going to be this like, is a who hell's that? Yeah. He's you know? hanging out with the Pope. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's so like, uh, it, it kind of hurts sometimes because uh, most people are just putting <clears throat> on a persona and not putting on your personality anymore. And it's a script know? they tell you when they talk about themselves. It's not like a, it's a, it's, a, it's you know, if it, it sounds like a script, like a scripted thing when they tell you about themselves. But once you, because you know who someone says they are, who they really are, it's a whole different thing. And like a good friend of mine told me, a lot of the times, whoever you meet, like ninety percent of the people you meet are gonna be that way the rest of their lives. You know, like it's very rare that us re that we really change. 
Yeah, or make that's true. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. up. It's a scary thought when you put that on yourself. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's harder. Not, it can see. be a scary thought. It's harder to see it about yourself, right? It's like, yeah. oh, those people over there. This is it's these easier are their to flaws. say that. Yeah, but when you say that about yourself, yeah. it's scary. Like, do I want to be like this for the rest of my life? Like, growth. it really makes you think. Like, oh shit, growth is hard. It is hard, and, and it's hard to like the, and, to make and that. And the older you leap. get, I think the harder it is to. Like there's a period in childhood, I think, when when you're learning every day and like you're gaining experience and you, whoever you're, the adults in your life are, are just kind of like those role models that really cements who you're going to be. And then like it takes a really smart and driven individual to grow beyond that. Like let's say you got some toxic parents or something, you know what I mean? Like learn all those flaws and 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 unlearn all that. And it takes and even then, especially then, it takes an exceptional person to be like, yo. I need to get beyond this or yo, I need to sit down with the therapist to work through my issues so I can get beyond this. But most, you're right. A lot of people, you know what I mean? Just kind of won't change because either they don't know that they have to, or don't realize that they should. I mean, let's be honest. You know, some people love themselves, love, love themselves or love themselves. They just, they won't put in the effort, that self effort. And you, you know, like you just said, the scary thing too is, the older you get, the more comfortable you are with not changing certain things. Like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. I, and that, that that saying gets thrown around sometimes for some horrible shit. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. So you, you inspire people to, like, get off that. Because I see all the stuff that, that you post with your clients that, you know, that made that change. Like, the before and after shots and what they're capable of doing now and... and you know, my husband noticed this. Yeah, you know, that's funny because um, most of these people don't know they have the power to change their lives. Yeah. You know, like they, it's like they were searching out their self in me. Yeah. You know, it's like I had to help them sort out their own mindset because essentially I'm not really doing anything for them other than taking in their information that they're going to tell me about themselves and then ask the, like pretty much the same question and they reflect on their self in the time when they're going through physical uh stress you know i'm pushing them hard you know making them work and then i think i feel like in that time you know the hormones endorphins and stuff that are pu- pumping through their body give them like a, a clearer state and there's a lot of countries who will say that that's exactly what happens you know you, when you're put in an elevated mood and you start thinking about your problems you're able to work through them better you know like I think Japan has like recess before their first class to make sure that their blood mm. is pumping so that they can get score higher or get That's learn a great faster. idea. You know, this is so what is like, it's like they start on the second wind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can say that. Yeah. That sounds pretty dope. Yeah, when, whenever there's a situation where blood is flowing to your brain, your brain is getting uh, various, whatever nutrients that you have stored in your body, it's being fed that the electrical activity <laughs> is lighting up. It's honestly great for the mind. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really powerful. You know, um, that's why I enjoy working out. You know, I definitely feel he lost a lot of weight too. Hey, He's right. going. He went through that change. That's it's inspiring, man. Because when I first met you, yeah. Well, you know what what happened? <laughs> what what happened with that? Like there, positive pressure. There were no, not even. Well, there was a couple of different reasons why I lost the weight. Um, I'm going to give like the professional one and uh, <laughs> Phil had had given me this script and it was and it was God basically, it, you know what I mean? It, it, I'm not going to lie. There's an action scene. In he the hurt script. his feelings, oh. man. And um, 
I didn't say anything I'm bad just, about I'm it. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it was it was. Uh, I was just for, trying to catch his attention because he's <laughs> over there looking at his phone. I saw what you were doing though. My bad. I thought he was like looking at twerking videos. <laughs> <laughs> but there is uh, this is for snipe slash slash hunt the sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is a fight scene in the script, and I was like. I haven't had. To, I used to backyard wrestle, which has been documented on this podcast before. I think <laughs> uh, with Evan L. G. Francis and Phil Spruner and a handful of other like great young gentlemen. Uh, not not so young anymore, but but I hadn't gotten rough and tumble like that since my backyard wrestling days. So I was like, let me see what my limits are. So I went out and ran down the block. I got maybe like half down the block, and I was like, oh, oh, like hands to knees, sweating profusely. So I called up Evan and I was like, bro, I need uh, I need, I need, need some help. I need some oxygen. You know what I mean? And he was like, come on down. Like next Friday, we'll have an assessment. And, and the assessment was that I was hella fat now. I mean, it's more professional than that. But like, and we worked on it. And you know, some, he didn't even need to give me, he could have given me a diet plan. I know he does that with his clients, but I did my own research because I just wanted to get go ahead and get on it. And I was like, oh, avocados and boiled egg. And all right, I could do this. And oatmeal. And oh, cut the sugar. All right. Yeah, it's fine. Like, I had some peer pressure on the other end. Where I was like, what do you mean you don't want to split 12, a dozen donuts with us? Sam's Hill's wrong with you. What do you mean you don't want to have, like, two or three shakes at one time? Where's my gluttonous You're a buddy? traitor. You're a traitor. And then, but then, like, at the end of the day, it was all in love because it's just like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. like, you, you, you're going to be, my cheat day is going to be spent with, with, with this person. But then, like, my games group was also like, you sure you don't want some? No, they were very supportive. Were Wait, there. I have a question. So were you eating donuts and shakes <laughs> every day? No. <laughs> Hold on. Every time he butts in. <laughs> Hey, I have a question. <laughs> I just thought, no, I think it's funny how you put it. No, no, no. Oh. Like, my, my habit was I would have, I would go to, like, Starbucks in the morning and get, like, a venti uh, ice mocha, right, with a, a bacon gouda sandwich. Oh, yeah. And then, that like. like my morning. You man. know what I mean? But And then, like, my lunch was, like, you know, just whatever the teacher that I, because I'm an instructional aide by day, yeah, uh, talented person Super by night. Superhero by now. Um, <laughs> and then, like, not to say that there's no talent in educating, but, you know. Uh, but real talk, so we would go to, oh, oh, we're going to McDonald's today. Okay, all right, McDonald's today. All right, oh, we're going to. So it was like fast food for lunch every day. And then, like, when I would get home, there was always a can of soda, you know what I mean? Ooh. With whatever I was eating for dinner. Oh, we're having pizza tonight? Well, I'm having three slices. and it Or, oh, we're having hamburgers and the french fries. All right. And then, like, when I started cutting back, it was stuff like, I'm only going to eat six french fries. I'm taking the hamburger out of the bun. Oh, we have Chinese food? I'm eating less than a handful of rice, as many vegetables as I can, and a scoop of whatever protein is there. Like, And then, and then I, your cheat days start to change, huh? Right. Well, my cheat days became stuff like, for a while. I tricked myself. I was like, you know what? There's a place in Berkeley called uh, um, Tender Greens, and they make a delicious tuna nukoi salad. So I would go get the tuna nukoi salad, 
and then like tomato soup and then like I would get all excited because I was like I can have a chocolate chip cookie with this because it's a Saturday <laughs> you know what I'm saying like that's how far down the rabbit hole I went I've I've scaled back on it on the strictness of it so far I'm like well you know and, and I've, I've kept it like 170 I'm thinking about going back into a full deep dive again to lose another like because I've gone down to 165 so I'm going to see this time if I can get down to like 140 whoa you're at 165? I was. Now oh. I'm at 170. You look healthy. Don't man. tell Evan. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I stood on your scale the other day. I'm 190. No, I'm 195. Or? You're tall. You're yeah, you're, you're tall. Like, ladies and gentlemen, don't don't have this picture <laughs> of, like, Fred Dukes the blob in your head. Gaspar is skinnier than me. Okay. <laughs> I, I was it's 349. Height, uh, I don't know how long ago. 349. And that's when I started to notice. So you know what? I'm gonna put away the cigarettes. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop eating, drinking two, three sodas a day. Cans. I stopped drinking. Yeah, and then a lot of beer on top of that. A lot of red meat. And um, I started to go with Evan more. Started here and there. We did it for a few weekends. Yeah. With, so I had both of these guys working on me because this was a big project. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Didn't work because honestly, the food didn't change for me. It was like, you know what? The keto doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. They don't work because I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> I gotta be honest with myself. I do it for one meal and then. So I'm 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 wary of like these these um these diets? trendy diets. You yeah, know? me too. Oh yeah, they're um, all fads, man. That's why I fads like are... your your whole thing because you really don't have a limit and you can control your weight. Easily, well, I mean, in my eyes, I, I that's from what I see, not easily, but you know what I'm like. You don't, you don't ever hold back on, like you know, you could put it down. Yeah, and, but and like, you are also healthy as hell. At the same time, it's like uh, you know, one of my theories is just like Dragon Ball Z. If you eat a lot, you better be training a lot too. Yeah, you know? like that's what it, I think the. Uh, that's like the best. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if if you're not gonna do much that day, why would you be putting down so much food? Like you're gonna what lay down. That doesn't make any sense, you know. Like you should eat for your energy needs, you know. I used to have that kind of uh, discipline where yeah. I would get injured in soccer, and so I'm like, okay, I'm out for two months, and I would be able to cut down on the amount of uh, food that I, you know, that I take. Now I can't do that. It, it's hard. I'm like it, when you know when I'm off season, I'm like I can't stop eating. I still That's why I didn't same. bring potato chips today. <laughs> thank you, thank you I so much. I, I, I even called you up. I even called you up. Now, like, now that we're being honest, it's like, like putting bread out for pigeons. This motherfucker <laughs> yeah. just. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. There <laughs> were. There were <laughs> <laughs> We we were saying goodbye to some some <laughs> colleagues this morning. They're they're going out of state. You know they're moving, and they're very near and dear to uh, one of my other jobs. Good lord, I work like eighteen. I'm like Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks, and I got way too many jobs. But um, time's up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, it's, it's that thing again. But it's oh, all right. It's It'll scary. go away. Okay. It's reminding me I gotta weigh myself. <laughs> <laughs> we did this again once it, it'll it go in like yeah yeah let i don't stand, think let me stand on it maybe but, i weigh less now but like you know there were there were cupcakes and i was like i want Oof. i want to eat a cupcake or two so you know what i did i did like three sets of 30 jumping jacks before i had a cupcake I was like, all right let me go ahead and, <laughs> wow. and like one of my coworkers, no eat a cupcake mr l go ahead that's what they call because you know i, I yeah. work with kids so i'm like, all right fine so i'm sitting there like one two what are you doing 
my I'm burning, okay? I'm <laughs> getting I'm getting whatever I had last night out of my system before I load my body with more. 15, 20. They're like, "You seriously 30. All right, you done? No. 1, 2. <laughs> Set 2. You, you know, know, you know what's the fattest thing? The struggle thing? is real. It is. You know what's the fattest thing I've done? What? <laughs> I was at a in the last job I was at, mm. I was at a customer's house and she was being mean. She was kind of nasty. <laughs> and uh she she had made a shitload of cupcakes for like a kid's birthday party oh, and uh, I was working near the kitchen near that pile of cupcakes I grab one I put the whole thing in my mouth <laughs> and then she comes around asking me a question <laughs> 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 face was and I was pretending I have to cough and I have to step outside <laughs> I started to like choke out I had to take some of it out of my mouth that sounds like that was a fat, one of the fattest things there's many more what the hell are we watching that sounds like some intervention worthy yeah, yeah. stuff going on there, man. Like it was a girl, but then like he, she transformed into a guy. Oh, okay, we're watching it, this show. It, the, it's the it's boys. blackmail basically going on right uh, now. Okay. He's he's someone important, and they want to have something on it. Jesus, okay. Because the superpowered people in the show, are I, it just, I was like, cape, <laughs> it was capes, but and then I turned in his eye. What the? But, he- oh, okay. but you know what really helped with my weight loss? I I cut the heroin in half. <gasps> By whoa, 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 I don't whoa, know if yeah, I could. It was huge, man. You cut the what? The heroin. Yeah, it really helped. Cut, like, stop use that. I cut heroin out. Like, it was great. I can't tell if it's a joke or not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was an actor. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh my gosh, you actually believe for a minute that I was yeah. on heroin? Hey, I was like, yeah, hey, I've only known this motherfucker for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped using narcotics, and then I just the pounds just <laughs> fell off. Like, you know what I noticed, man, with with like pot. We're gonna talk about. Can we talk about pot? Why not? Uh, well, the, oh, well, Archimedes, can we talk about pot? I mean, I, I could talk about how I don't smoke it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, you know, the the thing that it gives you munchies. Do you agree with that? Because I don't, I don't necessarily. I think alcohol is more of a munchie. Like it gives me the munchies more than anything. I'm too nervous to eat when I'm high. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, that goes to the to the other fact on uh, cannabis. Also, you know how people are like, oh, sativa is for the head high, and uh, indica is indica is for the body high, and uh, stuff like that. Well, that's actually it depends not true on your either. Mood. I, for me, it depends on my mood because I've been on either or, and and the only thing that you know, I mean that. Yeah, edibles a, are a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a measurement of the terpenes that actually gives you either the head high or the body high. You know, mm-hmm. and like we were just, and this is just like those uh, commercials where they're feeding you like a, a like a fake disease. Yeah, you know what I mean, like those uh, those uh, oh, prescription yeah, drugs. Was, not, well, you know those those different ones that right, and they tell you like, uh, and oh, then six months later, if you took this drug, yeah, and you suffered and from. It's yeah. the same thing. They gave us these two things that had a name, and they were like driving you towards these different choices. Like a they placebo don't even care. effect. It just yeah. kind of they yeah. don't even care which one you choose. They just want you to buy their product. Mm. You see, so it's like that's that's another trick of the industry. Turning an internal competition with itself. Yeah, man, it makes a lot of money. Yep. Well. Do you find it useful for recovery? Like we're working out because you work out almost every day now, right? Dude, you know what? Uh, one of the things I came across is this uh, CBD bomb, and like bomb, bomb like a B A L M. Oh, it's like okay. a, okay. you know, you put it on your joints, on anything that's sore. Yeah, and it, you recover a whole lot faster. I started. I actually have some, and I gave it to my mom for her uh, arthritis, and it and it's working. You know, I I, I got to say, my grandparents when I was a, a teenager, um. 
living with them. Every t- every single thing dang near that I had, oh, my ankle swole. Oh, I, you know, broke a finger, whatever. Oh, we were bro- did you rub some salve on it? What? what? Salve. salve? <laughs> like, it's basically their word for bomb. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, old school, like, from back from, like, the I've 70s. You know, Grandpa's like, got some of this salve. And it, and I'm like, what is that going to do? You know, it's a, but after, like, rubbing it on a sore ankle that I sprained or whatever, give it a few hours. Oh, oh, it actually works. Okay. Like, yeah. Tiger bomb. That mm. stuff is whole oh man. That's powerful. That's I like- put I didn't know how it was gonna feel and I had a sore back and I put it all over my back. Mm. And then Dude, it will burn your skin, man. It, it literally it. felt like it was burning my skin, dude. Oh, I wanna talk about this with you. You cool. do uh uh you review anime. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, that's right up your alley, homeboy. Let me turn my phone off. Oh what this whole time. <laughs> this whole time. No. Gaspar's like no, now. 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 It's time to engage. Guys, the bitches are texting. I got. Oh yeah, oh, sure. Oh, okay. Sure. The, potato the, chips. Time for <laughs> phone shame. He's looking up potato <laughs> chips. So, yeah, dude. It's like, um, you know, I've always had an interest in anime ever yeah. since Dragon Ball Z, and like, you know, there's uh, so many different avenues that that genre has already gone down. Like, I'm just kind of like. Uh, you know, recording parts of the stuff that I like. Like, if, if it's something I'm not interested in, I probably won't watch it and review it. But if someone wants to engage in conversation about it, I'm down because... Because you don't really do, like, aside from your job, like, what other stuff it piques your interest? Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, I do... Anime? I, I do a lot of stuff, man. And no, I'm, It's just recently now I'm starting to uh, show people all the different things I do. I actually write poetry. Ooh, I draw. I do pastels. I yeah, a lot of people don't. And, like... I'm just now starting to do it. You know, I was talking to one of my friends probably like maybe about two weeks ago about how, why am, why am I not sharing this with other people? Like, yeah. it's made to, you know, kind of like learn and be inspired by each other. You know, just so many other people. Like the other day I was in Berkeley and I met a girl at the uh, Kava bar that's just drawing right in front of us. Like we're drinking uh, Kava and like all of a sudden she's just drawing, pulls out all these pencils and it's just like, Damn, that's hella dope. You know, all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, you know, and I was like, I draw too. And like, oh, gets into more conversation. And then I got re-inspired and I just like last night rearranged part of my room. Yeah. So I can start drawing again. You know, like I don't know how long that part of the inspiration is going to last, but I've done this many times in my lifetime. Sometimes I'll write there. You know, sometimes there's, there's a lot of times I write my dreams down in a dream book that I have. And, um, a lot of these I want to turn into film. If if I can't, if not, turn them into animes too. Yeah. You know, just my dreams are pretty scary at times. Like, like going through different dimensions and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, how come I can remember all of this? Yeah. Most of the people I talk to, they don't, they don't even remember their dreams. That's true. Yep. You know, and I'm just like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm scared to go to sleep sometimes because I don't know where I'm gonna go next. You know, it's just like, and then when when. You know, I'm in the gym sometimes and I'm, uh, you know, working out with my homegirls to be like, damn, that dream sounds hella vivid. I'm like, yeah, I could feel the texture. I could like tell them the smells and they're just like, there's so much detail. It's like, it's a real world. I'm like, man, that's how it feels like. It's like I, I become disembodied and transfer into another dimension. You know, like I've heard people say like, when we go to sleep, you actually wake up in another place. You know, like when they wake up from their sleep. You know, so wait, 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 wait,
eight hours or whatever the time we frame wake up is, somewhere else. You actually go from your this soul into another body somewhere oh, else. That yeah. means that I'm sleeping sixteen hours somewhere else. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, this is just it's just like a theory or like yeah, things yeah, people yeah, yeah. say, you know? Because then, like, why are we dreaming? Right, right. What are those dreams? Yeah. You know? Well, the I, I read when I was taking like freshman psychology in college that like your dreams are supposed to be. Uh, all the subconscious buildup of unresolved things that occur throughout your day mm. and your brain just kind of like if if you didn't have a solution or if it left on it doesn't matter if it was a bad or a good note but if you just kind of it was still lingering somewhere in there then like your subconscious pumps out all this stuff trying to deal with it and what you see in your head as you're sleeping is some weird non sequitur MF Doomian like what is going on? Like yeah. and none of it ever really makes sense, right? Like I have a friend who um who had a crazy dream where she was running around her house. Apparently she has this more than once this particular dream. And like everywhere she goes, she's like opening drawers. There's like a baby bear in one, there's a bear in the closet. There's like she opens the garage door. There's bears roaming around in there, and like you know what I mean. Who knows what unresolved issue wow. that is? You know, yeah, that that's a you good know. point, man. Because like one of the dreams I have, it's a recurring dream, and it scares the shit out of me. Scarier than any like ghost or whatever dream that I have is a dream that I'm in San Francisco and they get snooped, mm. and it's really like specific images that i get in these dreams one uh the last one which is not that long ago uh i'm at work i work at chase center right now and i'm at work at the chase center and i'm i'm in i'm i'm there and then the lights go off and then i just hear a loud boom like loud it's shaking you can't hear my eardrums i can feel my eardrums going off and then i just see like smoke coming in and i can't breathe and it's hot i feel like i'm melting and I think I've had similar dreams like many times. Sometimes I'm leaving the Bay Bridge and I just see the bomb dropping and then the mushroom cloud and uh, and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> you know, it's just weird things that. Um, Did you like roll over and the blanket was over your head and you're just really sweaty and that's why it got hot? Sometimes. So I remember I was dreaming that I was in the, uh, back. And this is back when we did like the rave thing. Uh, I remember kind of when I met you. Uh, and you know I'm just saying that's alarm clock going off. Um, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about earlier about how you came out of the depression or how you kind of came out of your cocoon and now you are who you are. That's a hard thing to do, dude. It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely it became an evolution of myself. Like, I remember um, Archimedes 3.0. Right, this isn't even his final better. form. Yeah, my my homeboy had invited me to go abalone diving, oh, and yeah. my dumbass is like, "Oh yeah, I'm hella fit. I'm gonna go to dive underwater and fucking pick these mollusks that you know can exceed thousands of pounds of pressure onto your finger if you happen to get clipped by one of these guys." Oh, really? Right? Yeah, dude. Like if you, oh, yeah, yeah, there's like yeah. a certain technique you got to do with like this pry bar thing. Like you yeah. can't let them know you're there. Like yeah. if you put your hand underneath and they clamp down, your fingers are done, yo. Like oh, they're going to smash them. Abalones? Yeah, abalones. They're built to suck onto the rock. It's like yeah. a big ass suction cup, right? And so I go out there, right? And I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I'm still in my head. I'm thinking I'm still fit. You know, I'm just like frozen in time in my mind. 
right? So I go out there and start hiking. I start an hour ahead of time, right? Before the guys even, you know, they're getting out of the car. I just wanted to, like, be out there. And as I go out there, I'm like, fuck, this is hella hard to do. Why is this so hard? You know, I don't remember walking like this being so hard to me, you know? And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't count in that I gained how much weight, you know? Like, you're already carrying, like, 60-something pounds of gear, and I'm treading uh, rocks and boulders on the beach. It's like a rock beach. And you got, like, water pounding on one side. And if you slip, you fall in. It's not a good idea, obviously. And what really um, pushed me to get out of my depression was the moment when I almost drowned that day. Uh-uh. Uh, what happened was, uh, you know, we go down under a wave. Like, when it pops up, it's coming to you. You go under it so that you know it passes over your head. Well, when I went down to try to get my next breath, there was actually a second wave that was behind that wave. So I inhaled or swallowed a whole bunch of water coming up. So it was like a wave coming on top of another wave. Yeah, like it was back to back. Oh, you know, shit. like I went under the first one not knowing that this one was already coming up. Right. So I I inhaled that water. Right. And I'm now now again sixty pounds. I've already gained a hundred and something pounds of weight. And you know, in my mind I'm I'm still not knowing that I could barely move my body, you know, and now I'm I'm going under. I'm, give, I'm this going is giving down. me anxiety because I have a thing about swimming, <laughs> bro. This was like this was the most stressed I've ever felt in my life because I knew it was this was it. Yeah. This was it. I was gonna die today and not ever see anybody again. And one of the things I kept saying in my head I was like, I don't want to die like this punk ass way right here. And then my legs started to move, my arms started to move. It's like I, I've never really thought myself of as a good swimmer, of like I'm a decent swimmer, you know. But that day, I literally like was it deep? swam. Was it deep down? Yeah, like I, I was already pulled down. Like where we go, it's already about ten to fifteen feet under. So when you dive down, you're trying to get under a wave. You got to go at least seven to eight feet down, oh. right? And you're not hitting the bottom yet, right? And so again, as I pop up, that just pushed me all the way back down. So now I'm probably about 12 feet under with 60 pounds, all the extra weight, all of the extra stress. And it's cold as fuck, yo. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're in like 50 degree water or something like that. And um, as I'm coming up, I'm just, I gave everything I got, everything I got. And it was like a rebirthing of myself. I, like my head pops out of the water. I take that first breath. Like I'm coming out of my mom's thing right there. Whoosh. And I was just like, I could not believe the level of clarity, how everything looked perfect. Like, oh, man, I'm doing all the wrong stuff. You appreciated the oxygen. You were breathing more than ever. Dude, like, you know, one dude talks about, you know, when you were under that water, what did you want to do? And Eric Thomas, you know, he's the hip-hop preacher, right? He talks about all I want to do is breathe, you know? That's all I wanted to do. And every ounce or every molecule in my being made every part of my body work perfectly to survive that day, you know? And the only other time I can remember feeling this feeling was when my dad, he was a mechanic on the side, was under uh, a Volkswagen Rabbit. I think I'm like 11 or 12 at this time, and I start hearing this weird sound. It's like, and I'm like, wow, what's the sound? What's that sound? You know, at the time, I didn't recognize or know what that was. But it was actually the jack starting to give way. Yeah. And so I my dad's. Sound. Yeah. So my dad. Yeah. Now I know what it is. Yeah. My dad's under the car. I see the car start to move. I said, 
I just started screaming, Papa, the car's going to fall. And then, like, once I saw the thing go, whoop, I put my hands under it. Now, you got to imagine, I'm just like a little rotund 11-year-old kid holding a whole car up. There's no tire right there. My dad's coming out of that, you know, the wheel well looking at me and i'm looking at him and i'm still holding it right and then i dropped the car and i start crying and it's like i couldn't stop crying that is badass adrenaline man. held the car up dude for like it was 11. i don't even know how it was enough time for my dad to shimmy out and fucking not get crushed by the car dude are, are you a man of faith you mentioned That's a good question because I, I I feel like I because yeah I wanted to I ask am, that too I'm just gonna throw that out there I, I, you know what like I do you want to elaborate on that I've questioned many things so many times I've been pushed away many times you know and right now like I do believe in a stronger energy other than myself right mm-hmm. that's guiding my way but I don't know exactly if it's the organized forms of faith that they are today you know like I'm I I preach peace to everybody you know <clears throat> yeah. you, you guys know how I do it. You know, I, I want to give somebody a good day. I want to try and help them get to their greatness, you know, because in that moment when I was pushing myself to get out of that water and live, and the same moment when I was trying to save my dad's life, I know that exact moment. That's that's the greatness you're looking for, yep. you know, and without those, like those two events in my life are super significant, you know, they're so significant to me. Like every time I go into a workout, even when I know I'm about to pass out no more no more power in my arms no more uh, give in my legs i can't go anymore i think about those moments i think about you know my family about to get hurt i think about all the emergency moments that need to happen and i need to be there to make it right and then energy comes into my legs strength starts to come into my arms i start to hear these like sounds of like wires of a bridge going kink 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 like it's it's like it's pulling the tension and getting stronger and that's what I hear every time I go into a workout. And you don't, when you don't see me looking at you, you don't see me looking at anything else. You'll see me times when I'm not even looking at the bag, and I don't know exactly where it's at. Bam, 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 and like I'm in this intuition. zone. Intuition is really in tune. Huh? Yeah, it's like yeah. In, I'm in a place. I'm just having a good time, and like I'm expending energy that I know I can use at another time. Yeah, you know. So that's beautiful. <laughs> Anybody else feel like going for a jog right now? <laughs> Real talk. Is it just me? No. You know what? That's. I'm glad you said that because. Uh, how old are you? Shoot, I'm about to turn. Well, I'm 30, already 38. 38. Yeah. And you look way younger than 38. <laughs> you look my age. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought you were. Least. Just because of the way you, the stories you were telling, I, I just assumed you were either younger you, than you me have, or my age. This is. This is um, this is, you're the perfect example of this. There's many people in my life that are perfect example of this. You're definitely one of them. Is like uh, when you when you nurture your inner child, the inner child guides you to become the best version of yourself. Well, I hope so. I yeah, hope that's how, that's exactly what's happening, man. I I definitely am enjoying my life right now, man. Like my inner child choked on a Lego a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm trying to help this little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it's working, man. Uh, you know, you definitely, you're part of the reasons that, you know, I'm really inspired to do other creative uh, outlets, man. Cause, Thank you. You know, you were in a rut during yeah. that rut and you were just like, all of a sudden started hanging out and all of a sudden went for it again. So sometimes like, a rut's good to be in, though. Like, you know, you got to trust your struggle sometimes and it yeah brings out. Pushes the, you, this, yeah. pushes that strength through, man. Yeah. Like, I hella believe that. Hella believe that. I, I, you know, I'm listening to you guys talk about this sort of thing and like. 
I, I had an existential crisis oh, at the don't, beginning. Of don't this. cry. Yeah, at no. the beginning, at the beginning of the podcast, like, um, so I've been working on a script for already five years, and it's done, right? And I'm like, what was that face you guys are making? Oh, nothing. Just keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, explain later. And I'm like, okay. You know, I, I did that thing you guys were talking about. I was like, okay, I made time to write every day. for, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I got the script to where I want it to be. And I'm like, okay, that's done. But now it's like the next step. And it's not coming to me so easily, you know. And I could sit on or, you know, I, I could spend on this next process another five years. I don't want to. But, um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, it's really cool seeing you guys kind of... Uh, um, being successful with 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 your careers doing what you want to do um but i do feel stuck <laughs> well i i would like to throw this out at you too um i i can't speak for phil but i can speak for myself for me it is really helpful to have a team like when you're doing something like making a film mm-hmm. like all by yourself that's that's a lot and even even for me like with rap like i got a whole lot more done when i had a crew granted I've, I've, you know, I, I, I did a lot as far as like funding and organizing things like that. But like, there's something about having other creative people with you, when you have that ability to like bounce ideas, and then you hold each other accountable, and you're all invested. Things move a lot smoother. Things move a lot quicker. But since it's just you, and hopefully, and I, I don't mean to be presumptuous, but with all the people in this room, uh, from this point forward, it won't just be you yeah you know yeah I, what the fuck share mind. that thing man i, I did share well, it with you asshole <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read it i haven't read you know? it yet <laughs> it's been about six months so yeah, no no it's boring anyways. No, nobody no, 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 nobody no. makes a film by themselves yeah nobody makes a yeah, rap no. album by themselves because you have to have the engineer you have to have you, uh, the, the producer you have to have like in the film set you have to have like a camera person an actor and like if you can have the whole shebang, like the person operating sound and the gaffer, and you know, I've never seen like a film in a theater where they're rolling the credits and only three names pop up, <laughs> or like one name, I should say, yeah. you know, like I know me and me and Phil had like maybe four or five names of that, and Phil and like a quarter of the names are Phil, but because <laughs> he does so much, <laughs> <He> does <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I'm just saying, man, like don't beat yourself up if you're like, yo, I'm doing this thing that's naturally collaborative and it's taken me forever because you, you need people to collaborate Even, with, man. Yeah. Like that's why I, I try to involve you with the comedy as much as possible. Yeah. Cause nothing inspires me more after seeing this motherfucker kill it. And, you know, and then the, you're like, oh, all right, I'll see you in three months. <laughs> like, you <laughs> piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good to have someone in your field just pushing you. Yeah. I mean, and then as far as success, I don't really think about success, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just having fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Man, you know, it's funny. When, as you mentioned that, I went into this whole stunt thing just to have fun. Yeah. I was literally on the elliptical trainer saying, man, I wonder what else I could do. And lo and behold, like, this has been one of the greatest creative works that I've ever done in my life. Like, I, I can access so many other people that can help me, uh, you know, bring my ideas to life now. And they were not there three years ago. Yeah. It was just 
an empty space, a void of, uh, you know, a vision that I had, but I could not make it into a reality. And until I started stepping out of that, you know, people said a comfort zone. It wasn't necessarily that I was in a comfort zone. It's like I was lost. I didn't know what I exactly wanted to do with that creative part of me. And uh, once I got into that groove where I started, like people were like giving me more and more uh, gigs to do, you know, yeah. like like you, how you're saying you're going to another one, you network with another person, like somebody heard from somebody that Ark does this. And that's how I hear all of my, uh, how I, got, I randomly get an email, I randomly get a call. Oh, Kevin told me that you do this. Yeah. You know, Jen told me that you do this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Hey, you know, and I was delivering I was delivering a pizza right when you were performing and I just wanted to know sometimes it's the randomest like yeah, yeah. straight up yep. man and um and just putting yourself out there yeah you, you got to have that um like you, like we said earlier you have to be prepared but you have to find the opportunity to and match it together yeah you know so I have a couple of random questions for you, Ark, and I know this is a huge curveball considering the direction we've been going. In, <laughs> okay. I just curious. Um, what is you mentioned anime earlier? What's your favorite anime? Oh yeah, that's I question one. That man, me. you know, like <laughs> I come from a whole different generation, though, man. Like uh, when I was growing up, I think Akira had made its first appearance, and. Uh, you know, it was like the biggest anime movie that was coming out. It was like grotesque. It was very like for people who've never seen anime that's like that. You know, well, before that, it was like Steamboat Willie. It was like uh, Tom and Jerry, you know, and then all of a sudden you have this crazy ass dude running through the city or, or riding through the city. And like these weird things are coming out yeah. that appear as if they're in a dream state, you know, and that really took me for a spin. Mm -hmm. And uh, right after I saw that, I started looking deeper into other things like uh, Armor of God, uh, Fatal Fury, mm -hmm. you know, all these other ones that I would see as like video games and stuff. And How like, did you find these? This is what, uh, 90s, early 90s, yeah, um, late 80s? So back then, yeah, back then, dude, it was like VHS tapes. Yep. Right. They I would bootleg, go, right? Not even bootleg. Oh, really? You know, this is, this is also the time when UFC was coming up, mm -hmm. right? And they were doing those uh, VHSs at uh, rental places. Mm -hmm. There was a place right across the street from my school that was renting things for like 50 cents and a dollar. If it's brand new, it's a dollar. If it's old, it's 50 cents. I was like, man, I could do that. Yep. I could do that, right? So I go over there and they have a whole section. And I'm just like, this is tight. And like, I would just go. And I had no idea at the time what I was looking for. Right. But then I would just pick things like the if the cover looked dope or pick it up, you know, then I'll get like two or three and then like watch it. And I'm like, huh, I think I can draw that. And I would draw it and then I would bring it back. And then and it started to keep driving me forward into more and more stuff. Like then I got into like, you know, there's some X rated stuff that has storyline to it. You know, like there's this one. Um, you can Fiend. It back if you want. Oh, oh, Legend of the Overfiend. I think it's. Yeah, it's like yeah. an Ogre Fiend. Right. And mm -hmm. then there's another one. Uh, Wicked City. Like there's a, even though there's like the, there's some sexual content to it, there's still an actual storyline, and you're like, oh, sh 
hold on, what's gonna yeah, happen next? Yeah, sure, sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, Wicked City is I I, I own it and uh, oh, see, oh look, coming look. from you, I'm gonna <laughs> take that. I, I've I've read about Wicked City <laughs> and and, and uh, Overfiend and yeah, from what I've read about it, it's 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 I've heard it's a great classic. You see, and then like these are like the uh, like the, I, I'm just joking. I have no idea. <laughs> these are like the steps. We're gonna put on anime next for the next uh, I know right yeah. podcast and Fine, just have a play there. So like like Wicked if we City. fast forward a little bit right now, right? Like mm-hmm. those were like the stone steps moving into. To the generations that people are watching now you know and i don't want to be like uh you know a basher on these new creative people but i feel like there's coming into uh like a cookie cutter effect where everything's kind of the same right and then there's something though that i did come across that's kind of weird and it's something called <laughs> dr stone uh if you guys don't uh follow me already there's uh mr dabber five or no uh we do a podcast called dabame and uh, you can find it on my uh, Master of Thought Instagram or the Mr. Dabber Five or No links to the YouTube all over there. And um, we're just going over this thing where the whole world, everybody got turned to stone, right? And then for some reason, 3,700 years passed by and people started popping out of this stone and they're still the same age they were when they became or turned into stone, mm. right? So there's this crazy dude that I still do not understand if he is a good guy or a bad guy. He's all about science, right? And he'll look at the screen in like a like a a villain like face and talk about oh this science is great and that's a, such a bad accent. But I'm just saying like you know it's in it's in Japanese and mm-hmm. I'm reading the 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 subs and it's like this guy doesn't care if people make it or not. He wants to build the world back up starting from zero using science and claiming it his world you know but then they're coming up against all of these uh you know antagonists that are like oh i don't even care about science i just need food now and like there's this great fighter and he's over here whooping everybody's ass and he's part of a whole different village and so as this is moving forward i don't even know what they're going to do you know because now they got other characters that are already like backstabby towards each other and you're just like this is a weird story there's not really too much action where I'm an action fiend. I love action. You know, like live action no. or even right. Exactly. <laughs> I got a question for you. Have yeah. you ever thought about writing something anime to like produce as a? <laughs> that's funny you say that, man. Like, remember I was telling you earlier about my dreams. I see how you get all excited about the anime stuff, and that's the stuff you should be writing, man. That's that's exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, I've been working on one for maybe about. What's that like four months and uh, i've already got like the structure i just need like the background and some history for these other creatures that i got inside this uh, universe and you'll hear more about it like this is something i want to push forward i'm actually putting my own funds into this i'm like i'm really looking nice. for real artists uh on instagram we have a wealth of uh super cool computer design people that i've seen and i there's like a one that says a uh, fantasy landscapes you know like floating cities and like you know, deep seas and just gigantic uh, rhinos with uh, cities on their backs or turtles and stuff like that. Dope. That's the kind of world I'm thinking about, you know, and like magic is, uh, you know, very much like how the Thor thing is. It's it's incons- uh, indiscernible between science and what magic really is, because if you can't understand it, it's magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Very true. Uh, on or, that aspect. Or it, math in my. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and uh, that's definitely something I'm moving forward with, man. Uh, I actually talked to some of my clients uh, about some of the theories and like ideas and monsters in there, and they're like, "That would be cool to watch." 
And every time they say something like that, it pushes me even more to want to continue to do what I'm doing. You know, nice, so. man. I got another question for you. Because I'm sure all your clients. That was a big breath, yo. Why did you take that big no, breath? No, this out? is going to be this is going to be for actually for you to think about what what has been an experience like with one of your clients that actually changed your life more. Like, because you know, I'm sure that for them, they could name all bunch of could name a whole lot of things, but for you. What has been something that one of your like can experience with one of your clients that literally like changed your life or really affected you? Because I'm sure that that's gotta happen, dude. Man, you know what? There's a a really amazing uh, client of mine. Before you start, just because what you do is basically you're, you're a therapist, <laughs> hands-on therapist. Yeah. You could definitely say that, man. Like, because I, you know, Evans, one of my therapists. <laughs> you know, like. We sit and talk like I fucking got drunk again, dude. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, you know. no, no, I totally know. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. definitely gone to some interesting places. Yeah, that you never out. go with anyone else. You know. So. Well, yeah, Evan's one of my my my, my uh, close friends. I I, I yeah. don't think I really uh, say anything to him that I haven't said to anybody else in my circle. That that's oh yeah, yeah. tight knit. Yeah, same with same with you. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I share I some it. stuff with you. So I'm sure there's something. I mean, I don't know if you want to say the name particularly. But nah, just I, I like, won't say the name, but like, I give that person is, a shout out for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, if you want. this story is real. Yeah. You know, like this person came to me, you know, in their weakest state. You know, like if we're going back to DBZ references, like their weakest state was non-belief in herself, no mm-hmm. self-esteem. You know, probably about a hundred and we've, she's lost a hundred and twenty-seven pounds with me now. Jesus, you know, completely changed her life, increased her, uh, you know. Uh, marketability as far as her career, you know, increased her own paycheck, you know, within, we've been working for about two and a half years now, you know, and, and in that time, she's like, learned to be super confident, you know, like, when she first walked into a room before, it was like, shoulders rolled forward, looking down, you know, and now it's kind of like, chest is popping out, coming with a saunter, I'm wearing these Lululemons, and you can't look away, motherfucker, like, that type of confidence, and, it was watching every moment of epiphany for that person. You know, it's like these little glimmers of like treasure that pop out of their eyes and they mm-hmm. look at you. I did it. And, and they I, didn't know that they were capable of yeah. until I pushed them there. You know, and then, you get to see that magic every time, yeah. every time I, I tell people like, it's like little, little treasures that all the only people who ever get to see that is me and them. That's it. Nobody else was there. You know, it's private sessions most of the time, right? And because we shared that moment, it that's, that's like one of those, how rare is that? Only those two people can experience that exact moment at that exact time and share it and nobody else can ever. You know, it, it's like a it's like a gas or a fuel that you're trying to buy, but you can't, you can't ever see it. You know, but I can give it to you in the story that I'm giving you now. And, you know, people... Some people will go to it like, ah, whatever. I've never felt that before. I've never had a a good trainer trying to push me. I've never, you know, this and that. But when this person really just changed their whole life around, people treat her differently. People look at her differently. She walks differently, you know. Like, even the pathways of her actual environment have changed because she's no longer tired. Oh, I can't take the stairs before. Now it's like, oh, I'm taking these stairs. Oh, I'm more efficient at my job. I can do 
laps around my workplace and get so much more done. You know, it, it changed the aspect for me that I can do even more. You know, because when I was going through it, you know, up and down the weight, I needed the person that I am now. You know, and I, I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to the person I'm helping out. You know? When you when you need that person, you gotta become that person. Yeah. If you can't find that person. That's real, man. Yeah. Like um yeah, I don't know if you guys ever see those memes that say, uh, you know, you gotta have your back just as much as you got others' backs. You know, because if you're over here backing up everybody else, you know, <laughs> how are you gonna be pushed forward? Right. You know, the only person that's there for you is you. You know, they, you hear this thing called uh, self-love, self-care. It sounds all like, you know, masturbatory tools or whatever. You know, a lot of people like like to make fun of that idea, you know. But in actuality, you're the only person that can't not ever hear what you say to yourself. Once you say whatever you said to yourself in your mind, you know, oh, I have bad balance. Oh, oh I can't do that. Oh, I can't step up like that. Oh, I can't jump. You're creating that vibe. Over and over. You're creating your limitations before yeah. you yeah. even... Yeah, you know... Making no, it a reality. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody's ever said it to you. Nobody's ever said that you can't do that. You haven't even you tried yet. Yep. Right? You haven't yep. even tried yet. Yep. And I am consistently making people liars within the first 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> he got it. So a right? horrible way to put it, but... No, but I like to point yeah. it out. It, oh, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a pattern break. Yeah. You know, I, I learned a little bit of things about how to change people's habits and giving them that pattern break of well, hold up he's calling me a liar i'm not even insulting them no, because yeah. it's a joke it's a, it's a, yeah no I, I was just kidding though but yeah no, no, I'm, saying, I'm saying like it's one of my methods right no yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've heard it before when you were yeah. like oh man <laughs> i'm gonna have a heart attack no you're not oh yeah you're right you liar <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, at that time you just didn't want to keep pushing no more no i wanted to go i wanted yeah. to chill yeah, exactly <laughs> but you still had a lot so much more yeah you yeah. see what I'm saying? You had yeah. so much more that day. Yeah. It was just that that pain, the temporary moment of that pain. You yeah. were like, oh, I don't want to go through this right now. I just want to go back in the house. I made some soup for him. He's not gonna even gonna eat it, you know? Like that's you, sure, you sure you don't want some fucking coffee arc? <laughs> I got some dope coffee. <laughs> I remember I used to bribe him into like, you know what, dog? I just bought this movie. <laughs> and I know you haven't seen it. Let's just put this boxing shit away. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the house. It's and nice watch and warm. the movie. And and watch the movie. Out. I'll roll a joint. Yeah. It'd be all good. So true. So yeah. true, man. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, man, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like... Um, you, you share very intimate moments with these people. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally coming out of the cocoon with them. Yeah, and they bust that shit over. Nah, <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but it's like those epiphanies are their stepping stones. Yeah, you know, no matter how deep you've gotten yourself or you've dug yourself down, you can put another stone up. Yeah, to get yourself out of there, you know. And like for me, when whenever anybody comes my way, I tell them, I will walk your path, your journey with you till you get to where you want to go. You know, it's because I needed that. Yeah, and now that I'm capable, I can do that for others, and just showing them that that I actually care. Yeah, you know, for the most part, most people don't care. They're just about that money. But me seeing myself and being able to be super empathic with that, like you know, there's times I see people cry, like start to cry, you know, in in the middle of our session, thinking about the things that they can't do, 
Why are you thinking about the moments you can't do? We're not even there right now. You're stressing yourself out about things that aren't even happening. We're here right now in the gym making the actual change. Yeah. Stop being stuck in the old program that you keep spinning on the same broken record, you know? And um, now it's like super excited. You know, there's so much more that we're going to be doing. And uh, that's what changed my life, dude. Knowing that I can help others the same way that I needed help and I can repeat it like a program. So, like, super good now. You know, nice. I'm, I'm super confident that if you come my way, I can help you out. Only if you're willing and only if you actually trust me. But I want to gain that trust before we even start. Yeah, I don't for sure. You know? It, it, speaking of the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, second question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm over here. No, 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 no. Your, yours are all Jesus. deep dive and meaningful. And I'm, I'm switching off. I'm being the lighter end today. No, yeah. But, no. Um, it's usually the opposite. <laughs> usually I'm the one with the hard hitting, like, dicking around on the you know, mic. Mulberro mul questions, like, yeah. so uh, about that, uh, that war in Vietnam. Let's, yeah. You know, like, but I'm. I'm you like Cheetos? I'm over here while he's, while he's. You know, but, but I, I, do, I, 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 I had a late. Jalapeno Cheetos are bomb, dude. I, I had a late night video gig. I, we, we, I think I got back home around 2 o'clock, so I'm not. Uh, braining as well as I normally am. So I'm, I'm, I'm light. But uh, my other question was, um, what's your favorite live action uh, martial arts film? Holy and crap. Why? Okay, hold on. Okay, wait. Because you're, you're, you know, you're a stunt choreographer. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're a billion different things. I gotta Bro. ask you that. Ooh, that's a really good question. I should have asked that, man. And <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to add something to that question. Damn, man, there's so Who many. Who is your favorite oh. boxer? Once you answer that first, though, because okay, we okay. talk about boxing. My a favorite lot. boxer? Yeah, but I answer uh, his dude. first because we're just like along the same. God, okay, I'm glad okay. so I, I was going to ask it, but he the beat movie, me to it. The okay. movie. I feel bad walking out to pee for this, but no, I'll, I'll stay. I mean, you can listen to it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, audio's not no, going no, anywhere. Just be with the door open. No, no, no. <laughs> so, no then, then we'd catch the, the audio from that. No. No, I'm 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 tuned in. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I want to say um, one of the best that I've seen. You know, I want to say this because of the level of uh, skill that they put on screen, right? What? No, I was taking a guess in my head. No, that's not, it's not that one. It's not that one because they definitely held back a lot. <clears throat> yeah. you know, just to show the story. Which for, one? It man. He's an it man. I suppose. Yeah, they oh, they, it, man. they definitely hold back though, and they make really? it very a lot more Hollywood cinematic or like Hollywood, expansive. Yeah, instead of actually showing skillful work. And, you think so? I mean, they do. They like don't get me wrong; those films are dope. Yeah, but for me, when there was a lot of freestyled moments in the movie The Raid. Do you remember that? Mm, the Raid. Uh, these are Mike like, Shinoda produced the soundtrack. I've heard that. good things about The Raid. Yeah. Th these guys, Raid. that's all they do. You know, they, they came through and like, oh, we're going to fuck this mob boss up, mm -hmm. you know, and like they go through all of the different floors and showing different aspects of the same martial arts that they that they're all masters at, you know, and to top them off, you know, I can't even say like it's I love the first one because they made a second one. Why did they make the second one? Because there was so much more they can do. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I feel like, well, at least those raid series is super dope. Uh, there's some stuff I haven't watched yet. That uh, people are saying that might top that, so I, I haven't seen John Wick three. Mm. Oh really? If anybody's seen I that, I haven't seen any John Wicks. Neither have I, but I've heard they're really good. But and, bro, and world building too. I'm a nerd. I like world building. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. They So they've already built it up, and they said that this one's some of the best. You know, he went through a lot more training doing this yeah. one than he did all the other ones. You know, he enlisted, like, top-end uh, shooters and stuff like that to teach him how to do all this stuff. And he's already, you know, a martial artist you know, in the, in the forms that he already does. And it, he's a black belt in, some, in something, right? Yeah, I think it's he, he jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And then the more that he's willing to learn, it's yeah. like, damn, yo, like, that, that's, how much more are you going to do? Right. You know, so, and I'm not saying just him by himself, but for him to force himself to try and learn all this stuff. You know, I mean, and you look at the stuff he did with the Matrix, and like, yeah, that's and, a lot. And that, you know what? And that uh, choreographer or the stunt coordinator then was a whole different person from this one. I know. You know, so it's just like for him to adapt yeah. and continually keep evolving. That's that's super dope. So I I do want to say it's the raid though, the raid, the raid. Yeah, and the raid. I heard. Too. I know. I, the only thing I know about that is that Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park <laughs> the soundtrack. But dude, it, there's. I mean, yeah. The only reason why like the older movies. Don't do not do it for me, like, uh, you know, Jackie Chan days and, like, really? uh, Yim Biao, you know, Sama Hung stuff. One it's, of my all-time favorites is uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Me too. Super cool. Super cool. But it's the story. Wrong. It's the story that makes it. <laughs> I mean, in my, I mean, I don't know. I'd... Yeah, I just like the high-level yeah. badassery in the raid, man. Like, it's yeah. just saying, like, we're. It's brave. Yeah. We're yeah. super pimped out. Y'all can't even touch us. Like, this is what we're going to do. And uh, while, check it out. while you're in your seats, be amazed because you're going to have a good time, you know? For sure. That's that was a good question. Thank you for throwing that in. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> even going to say that at all until I was like, wait, what the f- Don't that, mind me. Just is, that something, is that like something you'd like to do in the future? That's the goal, to get to a level of some kind of film like that? Yes. I, Straight up, It ties yo. into the Astral Armada thing. I was going to ask you how to Astral Armada, but before you answer that, we always talk about boxing and you're a boxing trainer. Who who do you see right now that's good and who is like one of your all-time favorites that you used to like to watch? Because I know we've had this talk. Yeah. Um, and I know I want to do something with this for boxing in the future that we talked about. Yeah, I'm never totally down with that, man. Like, uh, I want to say one of the, my favorite fights and both of them are great boxers too was the Castillo fight. Castillo? Yeah, remember Luis Castillo? Castillo with uh, um, Chico Morales. Uh, uh, Morales. You got it. Corrales. Corrales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that fight right there showed what level of beast like boxers are. You know, like like for him to come back, for it to sway so many times back and forth. Yeah. You could see who was winning, who was losing, and they kept switching it up. Yep. That's the reason why I like those those two fighters. Both dudes gave Mayweather a run for his money. You got it. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's like those were like uh, good times and they were primed yeah. to maybe take it from Mayweather at that time. Yep. You know? Um, but uh, as far as like all time, dude, I want to say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson came to the ring like a madman because yeah. he was. Yeah. You know? No bullshit. Dude, he, he, he knew what he was doing oh, yeah. when he was training Mike. You know, he they really just took him in damaged uh upbringing you know and took him under his wing and turned him into super a super soldier straight up yeah like yep. like click of the heel snap yep. of the finger i know exactly what to do to demolish my opponent yep you know and it was you know unfortunate that some of the things that happened as he furthered his career messed up his mind a little too much to where uh you know at least thinking straight about the business of uh of boxing 
and uh, give them a big downfall, you know. Um, you know, having to bite someone's ear. He was know. his biggest, like... Uh, you got it. Yeah. He defeated yeah. himself. He defeated himself. Yeah. You know, because he's a he was a monster in... And the fact that he would already win the fight before the fight even started. Yeah. You know, because whenever you see that other fighter look down or look away from that glare, man, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to eat you alive and your children. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, <laughs> 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 you get what I'm yeah, saying, though? Yes. Like, I, I'm, you know. He was a scary dude. As much as I make fun of that, the voice or whatever, oh, yeah. dude, he is a superb boxer still. Yep. Like, he's in his 50s. I would not want to pick nah, a fight yeah. with that man. Yep. You know? Just like. And like uh, he's a he's in a great evolved person also, you know, like learning from his own past mistakes and becoming like a Broadway show. Yep. You know, and uh, it takes a lot of discipline mentally to up, go dude. from that to that. Straight up, because all the criticism was gonna come. Imagine if Mike Tyson was taking <laughs> criticism for his acting and his Broadway shows and being the way he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck did you just say to me? You know, like right. with a little soft ass voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and that's the amazing thing, you know. That that's probably why he's one of my favorite boxers. Because yeah. not only uh, inside the ring was he a monster, you know, and prolifically one of the best, you know, ever. Yeah. But he's paving away from himself in the, you know, movie industry and like celebrity as he is as he's getting older. Most people can't do that. Yeah. You know, and uh, hats off to that guy, dude. And he still has his a beast. Like you know, they, a lot of them take that damage to the head, and oh yeah, it, yeah, he's still sharp. He still you know, he he cracks jokes about yep. himself. Yep. You know, he gets it. You know, so but yeah, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson for boss. sure. Yeah, right for sure. Back to the 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 so then the way of, of the other question I had was how the Astral Armada. Talk about that. How did that start? Man, like you started that when? Um, I had the idea. Maybe like, <clears throat> yeah. We had we knew Thank you were you, coming Phil, for so wearing the shirt. I have yeah, one I too. It. I just uh, <laughs> doesn't quite fit. Right now. <laughs> I also have a shirt, but they expect us to wear button ups at work. So you're not <laughs> at work, bro. No, I'm just no kidding. why I'm kidding. You go home after work? <laughs> 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 What's good, your man. excuse? I don't have one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, so we, we make can, it a we thing. Can, we can fix that. You have stickers. <laughs> Not yet. That's okay. definitely in the works. Because if you have a sticker, we would like for you to slap one on the ah, on the coffee table. That's going to sure, be the thing. Um, I will have vinyls for you by next week. I wore <laughs> the Astro Armada when the East Bay Express came to do a story on my showcase, but they didn't get the logo on the picture. <laughs> it's all, it's oh, all good, dude. Like, <laughs> it's not like I'm going to disappear in that way, man. Like I, no, yeah, yeah. This is definitely something uh, that was derived from like a lot of uh, trauma when I was a kid, dude. Like I, just things that I wish I didn't see, you know? And mm. if you actually look at Phil's shirt right there, yeah, uh, there's three things I live by. Can't see uh, it with the curves. Right, so the bottom line of that triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. I didn't even you know, know what I he was talking you. about at first. Oh, man. I just... I'm kidding. <laughs> so, He's like... going to kill me. <laughs> He's all serious today. Goddamn Mexican Kool-Aid. Oh, goddamn. Damn. I knew I was going to get it. Let, let's, not, let's not get ugly, gentlemen. <laughs> I love you, Phil. Refocus. Okay. You, were, you were saying. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the bottom line, or, I, 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 you know, it's like uh, it's like my own philosophy on things. Like, yeah. I, I think of three things. Discipline, which is the first side of the triangle right there. Mm-hmm. With discipline, you become wise. Mm-hmm. The second one's wisdom. With wisdom, you become strong, and that completes the triangle, which is the strongest shape in nature. Yeah. It gives support, right? If you see the circle in the center right there, that's a circle of life. You know, it's a continual cycle. 
<laughs> I like I like that he's like demonstrating. Little... <laughs> yeah. And if you see the cutout dark lines inside yeah. parts of the other triangle right there, mm -hmm. that's like the dark parts of ourselves that are encased in what uh, we see what we should really be, Ooh. right? Which is that whole uh, section right there. And then the wings, it's to carry. You these... just fly, baby. You no. got it. You got yeah, it exactly. Oh, okay. It's, it's to bring these philosophies to wherever we need them to go. <laughs> I wish we had but a video of this. I know. For people who can't see, he's uh, Phil's making his bird uh, <laughs> oh, gestures with his hands it, there. In another life, he's an interpreter for the dead. We'll, we'll post, we'll post uh, if there is a way we could post uh, the symbol. Yeah, the yeah totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll get the logo through legal means. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Legal. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, and then, that's awesome. The words, even the words right there, dude, like astral. astral is of the stars or universal and Armada is like a fleet of ships. Thank you for pointing out where the stars are for me. <laughs> I was, uh, wait, 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 what? Okay. You know, and, it, and it's like saying, um, <laughs> it's like we're, we're trans. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> All right, cool. Focus, guys. All right. All right. And Armada, like it's your whole crew, your whole. Yeah. Like a fleet of ships. Fleet right? of ships. And the, the sea that we're sailing is the whole universe. Ooh. And I want everybody to understand, like, we're not trying to shut nobody Space up. Space pirates. Yeah, in a way. That's exactly <laughs> what I pictured when I first heard the name. Astral Armada. I was yeah. like, that sounds like, wow, there's a there's a gang of, like, spaceships out there yeah. manned by one-eyed bastards going, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Each one the got Astral different Armada. skills of magic powers. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, in a way, it's kind of like that, man. You okay. know, like each of us have our different aspects of ourselves and uh, different uh, martial arts backgrounds. And uh, by combining our powers, we're able to make these things that you guys have already got to witness. You know, uh, witness it for the first time. Was it's it, crazy was that? that that's the first time I've ever witnessed oh, wow. it in person. Yeah, uh, your demonstration. It's a guy with the sword. Yeah. So there's different people that can do different fight yeah. techniques. Like, like I said, each one has like a the guy did a flip. <laughs> Yeah, it's, he's he's part of our air brigade. You know, he's a kick tricker. That's a that's a form of uh, martial arts or like a sh a show out version of martial arts. Uh, it used to it came from uh, taekwondo. You know, all the spins and the flips and stuff like that. And then I have uh, combatives. There's a couple guys that are in combatives, which is the newest guy, Brian uh, Isaac, which is my first officer. Uh, he's super steady, ready with all kinds of multiple weapons. Yeah. Um, and then and you know uh, how to do everything that they do pretty much. Yes. Like, you know, being older, it's a little bit harder to move like they can move. You know, I, I still move in my way, but again, like the different art forms that we've taken has shaped our bodies in the way they are. Yeah. You know, and it, that's why we have all these different skills and it just came about like with a passion, man. Like I just wanted to kind of like bring people together and have it be a platform to where they can show off their, martial arts and have it be fun it's a, it's just like an artistic work for us instead of like you know it's theater and and, and also yeah a lot of yeah. times like if you look back at the old uh, martial arts stuff it's all like you know they make fun of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it's very super campy like heck cheesy but like to have learned all the different techniques that we have it's like you can either damage somebody or you can inspire them with the same movement you know with like for example, right now MMA is big, uh, and there's like hella movies that been coming out. You just mentioned the raid, yeah. And like I don't know how many, oh, the Cobra Kai just came out, and all these <laughs> other. You feel like with the whole martial arts thing, 
if you were to get a platform like a you know your own film like you got to push that to a whole another level can it be pushed to a whole another have we seen everything there is to offer with martial Yo, arts it can absolutely film? be Ooh, pushed no. to another level you no. haven't seen it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it can absolutely be pushed. Yeah, I, I imagine. So much I just, I, you know, I, <laughs> I think about it and it makes me sore already. No, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking, in, in, as as a viewer, like you know, I, I, it seems like we've seen it all. I know we haven't, but um, I just want to hear what you think about that. Oh, you was about to say something, man. I I saw this film recently starring Jesse Eisenberg called The Art of Self Defense. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen it? I, I've heard of this. I need it, to watch this. It was hilarious. And it inspired me. There's a a comedy to be made that we haven't made yet. And we know athletes and we know martial artists. And I'm not gonna say too much about my idea because someone listening out there <laughs> will steal it. Right. But I had a conversation with a certain boxer and said, Hey, if we did like a drama, would you be down if we did a comedy? He's like, I've always wanted to act. I was like, sweet. So now I just need like some more athletes who are interested in acting. <clears throat> Let's do a thing. Let's make it happen. Are you all right? Did you need some water? I know Brandon LaRocco <laughs> was interested in doing some acting. Exact, exact mundo. And you, sir, with your armada. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk more, though, after the mic's turn off. Can you stop talking sure. like that? It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Good. I know I'm doing my job. <laughs> you know, I mean, I write horror stories and, and perform horror voice acting, too, so that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but... Yeah, you're very seductive. I'll tell you when you can come. Oh. <laughs> too good. Too good. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming out, and I'd definitely love to have you back. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Man. This one is of the like co-hosts super the dope. Yeah. Any any anything you want to say to the people where they can find you, where you can uh, you find can your stuff? Find me on uh, Facebook as uh, first name Archimedes, last name Abria. Wait, before we go. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a very interesting name that you have, Archimedes. Where does that come from? <laughs> that's actually Greek. It's a sentence, mm. and that's actually what oh, a my, sentence. Yeah, or on uh, it's Greek, but in Latin. Arc means master, I means of, and then Midis means of the mind or thought. Oh, that that's why you. That's why I my, thought you're just being I, pretentious, you yeah, know. That's what my I'm I, control I, the mind. <laughs> listen to my voice. It, it, it kind of like all works together, you know. Yeah, it's uh, and nice. that's what that's where I got it from. You know, I I didn't know that's what it meant, and uh, I had to grow into that name, yo. Yeah, straight yeah, yeah. Up, straight up, I didn't, I didn't. They would call me arithmetic, arthritis. Uh, you know Arch- what I mean? Archimedes. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I was like, oh, man, you can't, y'all can't call me that no more. You know, That's so, a nice name, man. It thanks. sounds like a superhero name. Yeah. Uh, dude. Right? Yeah, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Well, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Oh, it's like a double A, huh? It's like, oh. what's your real name? It's like, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Archimedes is a superhero name. <laughs> isn't, isn't Archimedes also the name of a famous Greek uh, mathematician or philosopher? You I got think. it. He was both of those. Yeah. He was Ooh. also uh, an astronomer. Look at you with all those facts. Yeah, like, dude. So He's from not that seventh, sleepy. <laughs> from seventh grade, I had to do like a report on this gentleman. He actually figured out the first seven numbers of pi. They call him the father of geometry. Oh, wow. Uh, give him the big. Give him a lever of any master size. of geometry. <laughs> That's the, dude, straight I mean, up. Yeah. Like he he has. No, I'm saying for your name. <laughs> oh, but I'm saying like all the things like even in this room are based on the principles. A lot of principles that he's actually made for us using math and geometry, man. 
So that triangle, that's the that you were just talking right. about. Look at you, Dude, and I'm, living up to the name. And I'm trying to, man. Yeah, like he was a true Renaissance man in the time uh, when he was born, and I'm trying to do the same. Doing all these different uh, lines of like entertainment and like industries that I'm I'm trying to get into. Hopefully, you know, I could, I can, or will live up to that guy's, you know, aptitude of uh, greatness. Nice, you know? and you're in tune with the youth, man. So you still got that, you know, that early energy. <laughs> early like yeah, in the morning like early in life school. early in life <laughs> yeah so that's good for sure man no <laughs> <laughs> no nah, nah, i really mean that though like i appreciate you coming out and i admire everything you do Thanks, and um man. um anytime you want to come by even if there's no mics, <laughs> I'm always Dude, here for you. You know, you just gotta hit me up. You know, I pass by your house every day. What you the fuck I mean? you do that for? Oh, it's on the way to. Yeah, to go oh, to okay, work. Okay, okay. Oh. See you back and forth. <laughs> you ain't that special. You said that you're like that's creepy. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm passing by outside with the window rolled down, <laughs> clogging up his window. JD, where you at? <laughs> Open the door. No. Well, man, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it, and. uh Thank you guys for tuning in to the to the voice party. We're out. Peace. Shout out.